0: all right welcome to episode 24 of it's server time we obviously have uh, an excellent and esteemed guest for you guys a luminary in the esports space we've got richard lewis and yeah we're going to talk rosters but richard welcome welcome to the show
1: yeah man it's good i was thinking about this you know because i'm getting old i don't know if you've noticed Uh, no i couldn't tell i couldn't tell. yeah it's 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 definitely time i'm way past my best uh and um you know, I was. I, it was the fuck. I, I was talking about it with Harry the other day, just saying how cool it is that there is a young generation coming in to uh, sort of take over everything that you know us old, washed-up boomers have been working on for a while. So it's nice to be here with uh, that generation, even though Pronogo looks like a rock star from the '80s. <laughs> it's yeah, a
2: vintage it's, look. Listen, yeah. if you looked at my music taste, you wouldn't. You'd think the same thing, anyway. So it's, yeah, well, fit the bill. Fit the so. Bill.
1: But no, it's good. It's so it's good to be here. I'm very happy and honored and
0: flattered. Oh uh, well, I'm. I think we're all honored to uh, to have you here. Um, I'll introduce everybody else because I'm sure there's some first time viewers jumping on into the stream, especially uh, at the top right corner. We got Josh Mix, and he has been known for a variety of different teams. I would say, Josh, I think I think the the Cloud Nine project probably the biggest one where you're the assistant coach on. But you've had a, a handful of teams beyond that i think norvin most recently you were head coach of but uh it let's just do it let's just do it now what you're looking now for for general manager positions is that correct instance
3: i mean just manager more like <clears throat> organization positions in general just kind of like what i the connection i made recently was that i don't necessarily care for the video game aspect of everything i guess and so when i'm separated from like the organization like business management side of things and i'm like only doing video game stuff uh, i kind of noticed that's when I just tend to lose a lot of interest and passion in it, so just kind of looking to to build myself more into to management and things like that.
0: Okay, all right. Looking towards the future. Uh, note at the bottom left, recently hired as. Don't don't let me get the the position title wrong. Is it, it's is it staff senior writer, senior staff writer, senior, <laughs> staff, writer. senior <laughs> staff writer at HLTVs. Uh, definitely one to be looking out for. If you see his name on an article, you know it's going to be quality. So uh, note is. I appreciate that. Yeah, one of the one of the guys that made it out of the trenches of uh, of like Dust2.us and uh, other similar similar type of publications, not that dust US doesn't doesn't fill a very important uh, space. You know, you guys are doing I mean, they are doing a great job. I mean, reporting all the premiere stuff and everything like that. That's definitely a, a huge, huge blessing that we even have something like that to keep track of it. But uh, note, I mean, it's obviously a pleasure to have you on, you know, one of the OG members. Yeah, thanks. I mean,
4: also dust2.us just got a visual update for this year. So I mean, and they have an SSL certificate now. So I mean, if you wow. didn't have an account before, <laughs> yeah, I know. But, like only took four years, but Holy if you didn't shit, have an account dude. before,
1: now you should. I um, yeah, splashing the cash over there. <laughs> I do well, remember to be, that. To be fair, it
4: is a port of the dust2.dk yeah. <laughs> site, but I mean, it's nice to actually have like a, a visual overhaul after after this long, but. uh Yeah, I mean, working at NACS has always just been a little bit fun. Also just, you know, trying to help rebuild with some of what's happened in the last two years. Obviously, it's still like a long process. It's going to take at least another two years, I think. But uh, yeah, happy to be a part of it. Happy to be a part of
0: this. Sweet. All right. Last but not least, we got Pranogo. He was the man for the first handful of episodes. If you go back, that was pushing a lot of the buttons behind the scene. But we decided to uh to give him a little corner right there. Pranogo, uh yeah, honestly, I mean people don't still don't probably know the story of you, but you were just jumping out of the page when we when Davey and I were running the Peakers Advantage podcast in their reboot version of it, as you were a guy that knew what you were going to be doing if you were to be a producer, and you clearly had uh, incredible enthusiasm when it came to Counter-Strike. So I, I'm it's still pleased that you're around because you saved me so much headache in terms, of, in terms of just having to try to put OBS elements together in a way that honestly still eludes me.
2: Yeah, well, you say that you gave me, you decided to give me a corner. It's more like I said, "Hey, I can give myself a corner." And you're like, "Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, okay. we can't stop you." <laughs> I gave myself a corner. There you go. So, that was it. That's how we how we roll, roll around here. Yeah, it's cool to be behind the scenes as well. I mean, there's some some element of that that I still kind of enjoy the idea of because then I wouldn't have have to, you know, make myself look presentable. But, you know, you just feel better when you look nice. So, I think I'm sure, I'm sure you guys can, can relate to that. to that statement as gamers. Mm. Yeah.
0: When I take a shower, I do tend to feel uh, better feel than the again, other so, people. Yeah. When I put on deodorant, I, I do smell better than the other people at my melee events. That I a couple attend. times a week, you do either? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I would uh, still make him the cleanest person in Smash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, deodorant alone exactly. will we'll do a long way.
0: Yeah. yeah uh okay okay so what this episode is about is obviously roster mania we were saving a lot of this on the previous episode we were holding back on some of our thoughts but there are a ton of things that have happened and we're going to be going back to uh the first thing i mean we're going to try to make sure that if if it's relevant to a team we're going to include it all but we are going to go in somewhat of a chronological order here uh we're going to be giving our thoughts we're going to have some kind of looser end questions at the end of these and uh Let's just get into it. Let's just get into it. Let's just see how it goes. So the first one I wanted to talk about was the the Mao's move. So this is going to be obviously we'll talk we'll talk about Rops's fate after, but let's talk about what happened to Mao's in terms of their additions first. So they've now added. Torzi, after removing Acor as their opera, we have NBK now on in the lineup, and they have now promoted Cycrone, who was the Mao's NXT coach, to the head coaching position. This is a move that I think a lot of people wanted because Acor was not performing up to snuff. I think that was the main storyline for this, that everybody thought that Acor was either the worst or maybe bottom three for tier one operas. But what are, what are you guys' thoughts on the NBK aspect of this? Uh, let's, start, let's start with the guest. Let's go with Rich. What, what What are your thoughts on NBK?
1: Well, yeah, so obviously he was just talking about this, but I'll expand a little bit on my thoughts. I mean, I think think NBK found himself in a very kind of like unfortunate position where it was like, so OG was dysfunctional. It it wasn't working. um, And at that time, he essentially put himself on the chopping block by having like a conflict with the IGL, a disagreement. I've said this before, and Nathan knows I feel this way, and I've known Nathan since he was a kid and – there's no hard feelings about me saying this. I think when things start to go wrong in these teams, and it's interesting because Shox has the same predilection as well, it's when Nathan starts to believe he can be the IGL, or indeed a in-game leader, which you know, it's, it's like, I get it. He's got a fantastic mind for the game, but that's only one facet. Of being uh, a good in game leader. And I don't think Nathan has all of the tools to do it. I used to believe he could, but having seen it fail so many times, uh, I have to say the date is not on my side anymore. And so obviously he ended up out of OG when I probably think there was some other culprits that would have deserved to go, but he just said, like, you know, ah, fuck you, Alexi. So <laughs> out you go. You know, that's how that works. Um, and he said he would have handled that differently, but I still think he was good enough to be in a in a team. I still think he was good enough to um, you know be in a, uh, a a tier one roster. And I think all the experience he brings, I'm kind of excited because there's young players on this roster still, development players on this roster still, and who better to learn from than uh, you know one of the all time greats? I mean, MBK's is inarguably a Hall of Famer. And a I, Yeah, go for it, Mix. I was,
3: yeah, I was going to say, I do... I kind of like the MBK move. It's pretty interesting, because to me, it's not, like, a one-to-one Roth's replacement or anything. I think it's them generally kind of moving in a different direction um, for, like, the future of the team. I do think that... I'm not sure how long, like, this this five will last, because I feel I feel that as soon as, like, maybe the results aren't up to par, or they feel like they're not going to be improving, like, they're going to have exertion there, like, they're and waiting. So I'm pretty curious as to how, like, how long... Like this will last in terms of like how long they're going to give like this specific lineup to actually build and uh, try to get some results. I am pretty interested in Torzy. Um The the general consensus seems that he'll be he'll do pretty well, and I, I do agree. But obviously like it's not always like that simple coming into these teams, right? You know sometimes you start playing better competition more consistently, your confidence might take a hit at first. But I think maybe having someone like MBK there will, and having like his coach from Alza NXT there, I think will will help him a lot in terms of in terms of that transition.
2: I'm really yeah, I mean, surprised... My... Oh,
4: go ahead, no. I was just going to say, my, my only thing with Torzy is, I don't think he's necessarily a one-to-one upgrade for Acor at the moment. He definitely has the potential to improve over time, but it's not necessarily like he adds a ton oh, of Oh,
1: you'd be a fucking upgrade power. to Acor
4: right now. What the fuck are you talking
2: <laughs> about? You fucking I
4: just mean in, I mean, in terms of stepping up a level in competition, we don't really know how well he's going to perform. Like, He's really only... Uh, shown his potential at a lower level. Obviously it's hard to sort of extrapolate going forward. It's just that from from talking to like people who've worked with Mouse, to me it seems like um part of Acor's issues were sort of making like individual decisions on his own in the server. And that might be something that Torzi also struggles with. But to Mix's point, like adding Cyclone at the same time might help with sort of alleviating that gap a little bit. So my my thing is that I think Torzi has more potential long-term on this roster it's just that it's probably going to be a bit of a struggle initially with the way he adapts to making his own decisions in tier one counter-strike i think
1: i actually feel like mouse have been quite clever here you know i didn't have time to sort of articulate it when i was talking about it with duncan but having thought about it just now uh i think they've actually been really clever because i i think the future orper on the team I, I think we probably will see MHL brought through. He's obviously signed to the academy side. By the way, has an infinitely better pedigree than Torsi. AGO were a legit team, and he's been in and out of that roster. And there was even talk recently that maybe he could go to like NA or you know, he's only nineteen. People thought he could be a prospect.
0: And he's only nineteen.
1: That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, but like it's what I mean. I feel like he's been playing for AGO for like yeah, two- same i he is. I've heard, really. I've heard
0: rumors that MHL was supposed to go to
1: Liquid and Extrasol yeah. were actually looking at him, so, interested so, yeah. so there were two teams that were interested liquid in Liquid rumor, too. And yeah. so, you know, if you think about that, right, then the idea he signed for Mouse Academy seems a bit weird, right? Because obviously, uh, if you could go play for Liquid, why would you take this deal? Now, I think what they've done is they're like, listen, we've got Torsi under contract no matter what. So we bring him in, we get a look at MHL without the pressure, without the spotlight, and then if it doesn't work out with Torsey or if MHL just looks like he's going to be lights out and a better fit, we can just quietly swap them and we don't lose anything. So actually what they've done is they've gone out and been quite clever in the sense they've replaced Acor with two orping options, both of which I think will be better. Um, But I I think the future for Mouse is with MHL in it, honestly. That's my read on it.
2: I can see a future with Malz with MHL, but the biggest question mark for me is why JDC remained on the Academy roster. I mean, this guy actually has a time limit for how long he can even be on that roster because we played, assuming that they're specifically built for the WePlay League anyway, there is that age limit where you cannot be older than a certain amount. And he must be getting close to that. I I think four players have to be under
4: the age of 20 and one can be over. Oh,
0: it's actually 21 and four players can be 21 and under. And then one player can be above 21. And it's almost always the in-game leader of these teams because you you want a veteran, veteran voice See, on respect,
2: yeah so i mean just from that angle i don't know how close he is to that but that would be something i'd be keeping my in in my mind is like this guy seems to be doing really really well he passes the eye test when you watch him so why he wasn't on the call up i there was the talk even last episode that we did this where he may have been rumored to be on the call up uh, and then mbk stepped in you, if you're arguing experience you can't argue against mbk in that situation but jdc has more recent experience he's got more recent form and i think he's just he's more of his career is ahead of him than behind him, which is not the same thing that you can say about MBK in any capacity. Uh, so that that's my angle. I would say I'm, I'm kind of surprised JDC wasn't the one to get called up, Uh, especially when they, they call up Cyclone, who I know is like, he's money. I've talked to him. He was on a show of mine a while back. You know, this guy knows what he's talking about from a, a systems-based and if he can get the teams to buy in that's something i don't know anything about his leader of man uh talent if you will but as far as actually how he approaches stuff it does deliver results as we've seen with this academy league and even before they had delivered the results i was i was bought in i said okay if it's players can buy in then surely they can do things so he already passed my eye test from that angle and the fact that he's been promoted now i think is a, is a great move by, by mouse sports really the question is whether or not they um We'll get very far with this particular lineup, and maybe they do decide to just keep swapping some more players between the the, the different lineups. But uh, there yeah. there was that, that if you guys remember, there was that Reddit thread about a long time ago now about how oh there's uh, how long until Mao's NXT you know supersede Mao's in the in the HLTV yeah. rankings? Yeah. That's yeah, a legit that, that question, or possible. it was a legit question back when the ROP sports That's was was not going to happen
0: much. with Psych run on the main roster. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. the the, the Malzeneck team has, in my eyes, taken a step back because I've watched every game that they have played at the at the uh, Academy League. They are, and, and we just talked to Exertion today in the post game show about it, and he says that at this point, like. Everybody is playing worse than they played last season. Because And Exertion said pretty specifically that Cycrone was a guy that just gave answers in game. So if basically Shuhei, their IGL couldn't come up with something, now the responsibility is actually falling on everybody on the roster now. And you can see it's a hidden, it's taking, It's making all of the players perform a little bit worse now. So I actually think, I actually rate Cycrone pretty highly in the change that I saw negatively in terms of what happened to Mao's NXT. And I think that this roster, I, I kind of will say on paper, it is just a different direction because NBK, you, he's not going to replace Rob's firepower torzi He might actually do a little bit better than Acor. He probably, he will do a little bit better than yeah. a, ACOR actually, but it's just that this is a, this kind of fits the narrative of Mao's being a team that is one that tries to raise its stock as much as possible and then sells off teams to, FaZe Clan type organizations, because that's, uh, that's just kind of been their MO for a while. And, and BK's the perfect kind of guy that to do it, I mean, D- Duncan has credited him and titled him the Kingmaker in the past. And I don't think that's, uh, you know, he's, he's been able to uplift a handful of rosters at this point. I think what's really cool about NBK is that he's gotten introspective enough and he's uh, recognized that he has autism and it's, it's incredibly high functioning autism at that to have been a champion in the way that he has. And I think that now that he can approach every team with that kind of mindset, that he knows his own limits and capabilities and everybody around him knows what he's privy to do because of his condition, then it's going to actually put mouse in a position where they should probably like Frozen should be a top 20 player. Torzi has the chance to show that he can compete on the tier one stage now. And then the question to me kind of becomes, can Dexter keep up with this team? Because I don't feel like his IGLing has been flat out bad for the last six months. And then I think, can Bemis be a tier one player too? I I, I also think that right now it's really like the grading for Bemis has been incredibly unfair because he's just being this blind entry fragger in half the rounds and it just looks like trash. It, It looks like there's no, there's not enough structure for him to succeed, but if NBK gives him it adds to the structure of Mao's. Then maybe Bemis can elevate his own play. Maybe NBK takes some of the bitch spots away from from Bemis, and then Bemis can actually show the talent that made you know Nico think he was a, a bold prediction, worthy of a bold prediction a couple of years ago.
2: Yeah, worthy of being on the FaZe Clan roster for a very small amount of time too. And then fuck you, we don't need you. What gets me about the Mao's move ultimately is like NBK. This move makes sense for him if he's got four or five more years in him, even two, three more years in his career at, at top level Counter Strike, because this is where he proves everybody. He's still got it. And then moves on to another team, right? This is like a higher level, you know, Copenhagen flames. This is a, a roster that you can prove yourself on. You just said the Maui snake, there's all these different questions for all the individual players. Um, the answers to which we only get positive answers of if they move on to another team and prove it afterwards. Like, this is the, they proved that they can be worthy of a higher level team. I think as soon as Kerrigan left this roster, man, like the, the Mouse Sports organization just went back to not being interested in contending for titles and more so being interested in being a, a glorified farm team. And there's nothing wrong with being a glorified farm team, but I'm still. Back a few years ago, with my mental expectations of them, where Kerrigan was on the roster and Rops was doing pretty well, and they were in contention for titles, and they did play really well. Uh, obviously, they had the one off in twenty twenty one, but even beyond that, it's like, where is the where's the the oomph behind this team now? Like, where is like what what's really going to set them apart? I don't think that they'll be competing at least for titles at, tier, at a tier one level anytime soon with this no, particular lineup. Not. And even with the surely lineup not. that they can make, right? With the lineups that they can make with the members below, it does feel more like a feeder team. And maybe mm-hmm. that's fine, but it feels a bit sad to see the mouseports go that direction now after I'm, you know, I'm I'm still calling them mouseports even. I'm not, not even adhering to their rebrand. So you can tell I'm in the past with this team as far as like where I would like them to be. But yeah, it, you can't root for them anymore is basically what I'm saying. If you're trying to get them to see, you know, tier one play.
1: Yeah, I just think the Dexter experiment failed, right? I mean, you know, fair enough. He got an opportunity. I think he had a pretty decent roster and a pretty decent shot at doing something with Mouse. They've been absolutely fucking woeful. They started out mediocre and got worse. Um, And it's been over a year now. You know, it's like, fuck it. It, it, For me, like, I think it's commendable, the org uh, giving him new tools to work with. For me, I'd be looking to cut the snake's head off. I'd be looking to fucking get a new IGL, frankly, before I let uh, Dexter touch these players. You know, it's just like he, he had a better roster than this and did fuck all with it. I I lay a lot of the blame squarely on his doorstep. I'm
4: I'm wondering if the NBK edition was in part because of that lack of confidence in Dexter, because then yeah, you maybe, have like maybe, a maybe more experience. experienced player coming in who can yes. add on some leadership. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think cause I'm, that was probably a big this. factor in it. Like in the
3: in the last mouse team, like who exactly was helping him like with calling, like the secondary calling?
4: Uh, I mean I think Rob's they said it was really ROPS, right? Was it Rops? I think they said he put, he at least did some some kind I'm of because sure yeah, yeah. It probably
1: was towards the yeah. end.
2: I mean you know what it's like who when it
1: gets frustrated. I mean he could have left a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, I'm kinda but surprised I, I he didn't.
2: Like why why did he stay for that, that long? Do we know? Some is people there any- like
1: masochism again, you can see my porn <laughs> search just to bring it back into a bit that wasn't isn't going to be in the YouTube. Pod. Yeah, I mean, yeah now you're about or whatever. Like,
0: this video was going to have it. so many views <laughs> and now it's demonetized, but that's okay. I'm curious if like Dexter had like a lot of say and <laughs> like the uh, the, the word porn is fine. Oh, okay, well, thanks. Now I can submit that for the ad check. All right, cool. Classic uh where were you Uh, i think we i think we've summed this one up quickly there's there's quite a few moves we got to get through so uh let's let's do this one all right so in conjunction with this one obviously i mean there was a player that obviously left that spurred this whole movement and that's rops departing what do we think now of this new phase roster because they were kind of dawdling daddling in uh kind of that i'd say top top Ten, 10 ish, you know, top eight to twelfth range for the duration of the the previous five man lineup, and now that they have Rops, I think this is probably one of the clearest upgrades on paper you could have asked for, and uh, this should be the missing piece for for the narrative sake of phase.
4: I think the Rops and Twist duo is going to be one of the scariest rifling duos in the world, and I don't think that's even like a bold statement to make. They're just going to be easily one of the top rifling duos in the world for this entire year. The thing for me is that if this move fails to sort of revitalize phase or bring them to, like, a consistent top two, top three status, then we sort of hit a problem. Now, is that actually going to happen or not? I'm not sure. This, for me, is, like, Kerrigan's final test, really, in terms of, like, whether he can lead an entire roster to, to, like, a consistent uh, world-beating uh, level. Because now of- he has every piece you could possibly ask for.
3: I kind of disagree with that, because I still think that, like, phase overall maybe lacks a bit compared to like the navis and even the g2s of the world i still think that kerrigan broki and rain is like a lot less fragging power than like a lot of a lot of like those teams have in terms of like the bottom three kerrigan always like is just sacrificing himself he's never going to be like a sick frag or anything but like rain has been like pretty underwhelming like the last year or so Rokie's good on the op but he's not like a, a superstar opera that you know is like dropping like 1.25 ratings every event or something he's very clutch you know he's He's active. He's. I think he's a good opper, but is he really like on the same level as like the top oppers of the world? I probably wouldn't say so. So I think they have like a really sick uh, rifling duo, like you said, between Twist and Robs. But I do wonder if like the other three are going to lack the amount of firepower that they need to, to actually compete with teams like Navi Cons- consistently, at least.
2: Yeah, I would say that's a I fair mean, assessment. I mean, as far I, as the I think the opping is concerned, at least I'm really. I'm not. I'm not out on Brokey, but I'm not in on him either. You know what I mean? I'm riding the fence until I see more.
4: I mean, no, I mean Brokey Bro- 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 isn't like a yeah. top opera either. Like it, it, the thing is that if he does what, like if Monaci does, Are you what disagreeing G2, with what,
0: the HLTV top twenty list? Is that what I'm hearing right now? No,
4: <laughs> that is not what I said. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, like for me, if Monacy can do what Brokey does on uh, phase, then G two can also compete at a top level. So I think it to me it's sort of equal in that sense. Like Brokey doesn't have to be a world beating opera for this team to contend at the top level. Like, I don't think that necessarily is a, is a given to become the best team in the world.
2: It, it makes you have to play differently, doesn't it? I mean, like it makes you have to play very differently if you don't have a world class opera or even like a top class competitive opera. And I, I mean, maybe we're underselling Brokey here. Like he's able to at least compete with the, the oppers that haven't broken out and proven that they can play at the top, the uppermost level and challenge the gods. But you know, I'm not saying you need a simple or even a Zaiwoo or anything like that, but you probably need somebody somewhere in between, like not as good as Shiro maybe, but still very solid and respectable. You could say alien from Entropic. Like you need an opera who can control the the game, at least a few rounds. And most of the time I haven't really seen Brokey do that a little flashes at the major, but again, I, I need to see that consistently. And then I can say, yes, phase top 10 guarantee lock.
1: Rich, what's your take? Oh, for me, like, so right. Like just for a bit of context, uh because not a lot of people like to accept this like for the first time in his career uh carrigan disappointed me and i've known him a long time obviously because i'm a fucking old boomer and i've known everyone a long time except you crazy kids but i go back with carrigan right and uh right there from his transition into being an in-game leader and i've always said pretty much everything he's ever said Agree with it. Pretty much every decision he's ever made can fuck with it. Think his way of instantly making teams better. Love it. Think the way he does things by committee can be his downfall sometimes, but it works in the short term. And so this is the first time he's just pissed me the fuck off as a fan of the game because when he started talking about how he needs a year to get this team together and how he doesn't give a fuck about the online era, I think, listen, you're selling Faze fans unbelievably short. And probably what he wasn't cognizant of is you have a fucking responsibility in the pandemic times where fears can just drop you at any fucking time and they will not be coming back. They'll, they'll be over the Green Hills and far away, and that's one less organ in esports. So do not waste their time. Do not say you're taking it easy, even if you are. Don't say that because if they go, "What the fuck are we paying for?" These cunts are going out nine to twelve all the time. Well, they're gonna they're gonna up up sticks. So I hated that. I hated that attitude. I hated the fact as well that when it got to land and they did have a good run and they got like third to fourth or whatever it was, they, t- mm-hmm. they were like, "See, told you so." Da, da, da. And then they were instantly shit again. <laughs> so listen, I, the other thing is this idea. That Olaf Meister was just going to somehow like a phoenix from the fucking flames. <laughs> It's 2015 again, guys. Oh, please, I'd like it if my knees worked and my back didn't hurt, and I could make it through a fucking night without having to get up to piss. I would love it, but it's not 2015. It's never going to be 2015. And all of basically is the equivalent of my knees, my back, and my bladder. He's garbage now. You he only—he had like that one good tournament. Everyone went, "See, his confidence is back." Obviously, it coincided with their run. He was trash since he was one of the, like the lowest-rated players. At almost every other tournament he attended. I know he CS royalty. Nothing lasts forever. Remember, get right at the end. You don't want to. That's the point. So they had to cut him from the roster at some point. I see a lot of face fans saying, Olaf's not even the problem. But what about Rain? Oh. Not not my sweet, beautiful Rain. I know he's playing like trash right now. What can you do when you've got like a massive drag factor like Meister and a disinterested IGL who's literally saying, Don't worry, guys, we're definitely gonna replace this bum. And when we do, that's the real run at the team. And Rain's the soldier. Rain is fucking FaZe. He's been on the roster the longest out of anyone so fuck that noise i think rain will be mustered and he will be playing in a different position in a different role once they bed rops in i've seen a lot as well people are going oh it's a like for like swap with Olaf. what you 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 don't think rops is going to get his touches you don't think rops is going to get his position so here's what i'ma say i agree with the idea that like rops and twist can be like one of the best rifle parents in the world don't think that's a controversial statement but carrigan needs to pull his finger out failure will not be tolerated now you have got the perfect lineup. You wanted all of the pieces to be the number one team in the world. If you can topple Narvi and Carrigan's the man with the mind to do it, right? It's gonna be a really competitive top five. But people can't accept failure from this FaZe lineup. And if they do flop in, in Q one, fuck it. If I was FaZe, I'd pull the plug.
0: This is uh the, the Kerrigan thing strikes me pretty hard because uh i around uh flashpoint three i was playing a season of premiere right before that and the nades that i was using on my team in premiere were were better nades objectively better for a lot of reasons than the nades i was seeing phase throw And in fact some of the nades that i saw them throw for like cat execs and things on dust 2 we, we we looked at that with the team i was playing on and the players that i was just played with and we're like why are they throwing nades from two years ago like it, it's just like you need to look at more demos you need to watch more and yeah. study more i couldn't be- i couldn't believe it i couldn't believe it cuz it took like the smoke basically what i'm talking about is there's the uh there's like the corner smoke which people use to scale up catwalk and there's a there's a smoke that basically lands a second and a half faster and then they were even throwing some smokes for the long cross that were just just slower just they just land slower than the ones that people know nowadays and and i was and Colzera literally died one time because the smoke didn't bloom and he was already trying to run across and it was just like wow you guys you guys messed up an execute when you guys had no pressure on you at all in this round those kind of moments to me thought the that
1: cca premier teams are doing that
0: correct yeah Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I I was super, super sold out. I was not I was not sold on what I was seeing from Kerrigan then. I mean, you said it, Rich, that, you know, when they got to land, okay, it it worked out or whatever for them. But either way, I I mean, like the fact is that they weren't prepping as hard as other teams at the time. We're prepping that. That can't happen. You can't have uh, a team led by Kerrigan that is not putting in the demo work because he's got to be the guy that does it. I don't think the supporting staff, the coach staff, is not is not nearly as strong as some other teams who have you know assistant coach, strategic coach. Uh, like there's just so many people now behind the scenes that are helping these teams out. So Kerrigan has to put in much more
1: work in my eyes. I think I was, this. Is, yeah, I, yeah, I go just going to say it. there's just one more point I wanted to make, because I forgot to add it in there because it was quite a litany of thoughts. You know, I know the it seems the the gallery here. Is- isn't in on Brokey, and I said I was, and I'll clarify why. Because I don't think you know. Put it this apart from the fact that like, Brokey isn't even wasn't an opera when he started, right? Like, so think about the fact that he's even up there, and we're talking about him now as a top opera in the world. He came in playing like bitch spots, like yeah, yeah, was, exactly. So like, it's 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 actually a, a great example to people that piss and moan about how they don't get their spots or they don't get the guns they want or whatever. It's all right, Brokey just completely reinvented himself as a super consistent auper in the most difficult position to play, the most high impact role on any team. And by the way, he's got the he's got the secret fucking life hack to everything that you do. Consistency consistency is the most important quality, I don't want streaky motherfuckers that are three months excellent and then three months out of the game, I can't rely on that I can't work around that, I can't build that same for anything, I don't want news writers who come in hot for three months and drop four fucking news articles a day and then disappear for three months because they get jaded or burnt out no knows exactly what I'm talking about so you don't want those, consistency is key to almost every facet of life and so Brokey's got that, he's a fucking lights out, 20 frag a game guaranteed, consistent and orper good for two three clutch rounds a game i'll take that any day of the week i'll take that over some of the bigger names out there frankly so uh, like i say it, it, it's put up or shut up time for kerrigan like the, the, uh, there is there is no flaw outside of the tactical framework he comes up with it's on him yeah well i, think I mean if a... you're
2: talking about nades you know kerrigan where's your nade protocols I'll, I'll put it this way right Obviously, we saw Olaf Meister at LAN. It was 2015. So if he's using nades that are two years old, that's time traveling for Olaf Meister. You got to give him props. You got <laughs> to give that him fit respect. Him. Yeah.
0: That did fit him out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, let's let's move on. I think we got down to the, the main points the, of that one. All right. So we got another Academy Lit uh, player that got promoted. We had Monacy moving to G2. <laughs> I've... I thought this was going to be a move to replace Jax, but it looks like Jax will be staying, and it's going to be Omnik that's out of the roster. Yeah, I, I I was shocked by that, and I want to just say first and foremost that I think that makes this move for me go from a B plus to a B minus. I, I thought I I don't I actually want, what yeah. I, so my so from what I know about from what I know about
3: G two, like the reason they would opt to keep someone like Jax over Omnik. Also, Omnik is just kind of weird in general sometimes in terms of how he plays CS and some of the stories I've heard from, like, Alex or something. And with Jax, it's, like, he's consistently... Wait, wait, what, what, what have I you know. heard? What have you heard? What have you so heard like, that's weird about So, so I've heard from Aminek that, like, he would rotate... He would watch a demo, right? And he would see... He would watch a demo on, like, ramp or something. And he would see someone rotate down to lower because the other team threw smokes. But all he would see is that they rotated down at, like, 125. So, Aminek would just take that and just rotate down to lower at 125 without, like, them smoking outside or anything. So, so they're just, like...
0: The lack of why in some of the yeah, situations, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just just the just the what happened. Okay,
3: yeah. so so he lacks the lack of why Ooh. from what I know, but but also from with what I know from Jax is that he's like the only person in the team that's like consistently with like a good like positive attitude, able to always like be joking, keep the attitude up up tempo, which I always think is like really important to have at least someone in some team. If you have like full five people that are just going full on emo, like I'm sure they did before Jax with like Kenny S and Nico and Hunter Nexa. And I don't know how they react, but. You know, if they're, everyone's just getting emo like super easily, and then no one's there to like change the mood or lighten the mood up a little bit, It's just it just creates like a team environment that I think is really tough to play in like day in and day out because that stuff goes into scrims too. Like you, people get emo all the time in scrims, and it just ruins practice days. So it's important I, to
0: have a handsome guy on the team. I'll say yeah. that it's important to. And Jax is probably so, the top top tier right now. I just also think that an overweight Gremlin as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's real talk. <laughs> That's why what they're doing that? the Alexi B part too, which we'll actually, we should talk about that yeah. in, this, in this as well. You got to just make the team more <laughs> handsome overall. You said so, that
1: shit, not me.
3: <laughs> so overall, I just think Jax is like a better fit for an overall team like this than I think Omenek
4: would be. I'm kind of interested I mean, I think in specifically... Hunter is also... Go ahead. Handsome? I, handsome? I think, well, I think Hunter's also said that like Jax added a lot of like emotional hype to the team essentially. So that, that aspect of it can't really be left out because... When Jax came back to the main lineup, then Hunter's performance also improved, just like in terms of his own individual form. So it could be like a sort of um, intangible addition in terms of what he brings to the lineup over fragging. Um, so that also is a component in it on top of everything else.
2: Yeah, so what what I would say about this is, for me, what it looks like is they made... Uh, there was a, a post from Hunter about Amanac recently that said like, you know, he, he played essentially like he, he decided to do whatever it took for the team and he would do whatever it was, no questions asked. So he's a hard worker. Ultimately, if, if he got more op kills, they probably wouldn't have cut him or they probably wouldn't, would have at least had more thoughts about cutting him. Um, if he was just playing better and delivering better, that maybe it's a different conversation. What it feels like to me is that they, they put it all, all cards on the table. Here's what Jax brings. And here's what Ominik brings. And Jax brings more stuff, even though Ominik is really trying hard. And so as much as it hurts us as, as people, we have to make the cut for the team. Also, I'm interested as well, and I don't know if anybody has insight onto this, but the fact that obviously the IGLs were swapping, I know Maui Snick you initially said that we should talk about the Manasi move. We'll get to that eventually. No, we could do guess. both. We could do both. We can but, do all of G2. Yeah. But the fact that the Alexi B move is coming in, I'm so excited for this move personally, but I'm really curious as to whether or not he had any input in what happens, like what other player gets cut, like who we bring in Monacy for, basically. I wonder if there was any discussion before that, if there was negotiation. Uh, I'm not going to come unless you do this move instead of that move. Like, I don't know what was going on. I mean, we can't really trust the people in the team anyway because Hunter was obviously infamously tweeting out or whatever wherever he posted it, that this team isn't making roster changes. What do you mean <laughs> after the major? And then, well, we, we know how long that lasted. So I'm, I'm curious about that. I really am interested in in the fate of this team once Alex B comes in, and especially given the the body, the the kinds of players he has. This is a chance for him to um, really go back to like way even higher than what the N's camp did at, in their heyday. If he can do, if he can adapt his system, and if he can receive the pushback and actually in, you know incorporate it, because something that we've all observed in general, I think, is that Alexi B doesn't really get that much pushback from the support staff and from the other players. He's the most tenured player, or he's been to the highest highs than a lot of his whole team has been, right? If you think about Danish Nico, if you think about, you know, Mantu, who like role swapped in order to get into OG, you know, NBK was the only player who had more experience than him, it feels like. And even then, obviously, NBK didn't last very long in the lineup itself. So, all that put together, I just feel like this is a, finally a chance where Alexi B comes in and he's he's coming into a team that's already built in some respects. There's hype around a lot of players, Monacy, Nico. There's the, the fact that he, I do like the idea that he went from one Nico to the other, by the way. That's a nice little sub story. But you, you get through all that and you're thinking, wow, this is finally a situation where Alexi B can't call all of the shots unless he gets the buy-in. He can't just rely on his own pedigree. He can't rely on his own history. And so if he can channel that and if he can do that right, this team could actually be top one. It's
3: it's a huge test for him, not just in terms of like his calling and you know having these personalities like Nico on the team already, but also in terms of how he plays in game. Because normally, like on the CT sides, he's like always in like the main positions, like you know CT rotator on Dust 2 or like plays con sometimes. Yeah, on,
0: on, on Mirage. Yeah, yeah. And like, so he's like
3: yeah, yeah. So he's like in all these like kind of like what you would normally switch with like the star player positions. And obviously, like you have Nico here, you have Hunter here now. Um, I mean, Jax is you know going to give up whatever roles for for Alexi B to make him at least somewhat comfortable but now he's not going to be able to just plot himself in like all these roles like he's going to have to play around Nico a bit more you know he's not like one of the main focal points of the team he's like the fourth most important
0: (laughs) yeah I think that's he's a like, huge upgrade for an Alexi B team because I think one of the flaws of OG was that Alexi B was putting himself in the most pivotal CT positions consistently when you have players like Valde playing ramp, you know. I, I don't understand I didn't understand why he was going to be fighting outside round in round out when you have Valde on the roster and I know Nico's not going to bow down to Alexi in terms of the spots that he wants. So I I'm hyped to see what Alexi I'm not hyped to see necessarily what Alexi does in his new spots but I'm hyped to see that he's not a CT spot fo- he's not a CT fo- focal point anymore for his team
1: yeah i mean I, I think i think alexi's got probably one of the toughest gigs uh ahead um you know sim- similar thought process to talking about carrigan you know i mean alexi b he's been airlifted out of og uh at a time when they were you know they were adamant they were going to make no changes to the team uh i interviewed their ceo he said minimum six months Uh, he was actually reading between the lines, getting cut off at the knees a little bit because the CEO said, we're going to make Ruger, their coach, uh, more involved in the strats because they felt Alexi B's playbook was overcomplicated in some areas. And that's why they were struggling to execute, that not all the players could get on that same page. But Alexi B was a little bit inflexible. Now that, to me, knowing that, and then looking at G2... Thinking about the other intangibles, like, first of all, I want to say something, you know, we probably should have said it on by the numbers, but you know, you guys can get it. Um, Give it to us. I'm massively impressed with uh, the level of maturity and development Nico's showing at this stage in his career, because it's not just him calling who's on the roster now. Carlos is having that input and Nico's acquiescing and saying, it's not just Nico getting all of his spots. He actually gave up some spots for Hunter, and I and I, and honestly, I don't think you have to be related by blood to get them off him now. I think he's definitely matured, um, and he wants to win. And having got so close, and by the way, I saw him after the final at the major, and he felt sick. He felt physically ill and missing that Deagle shot, and was putting so much pressure on himself, and he was like really despondent. And I think, he just, I think he just wants to win now. He just wants to get his major. And so he's going to buy into the system. So that suddenly creates... The, the pressure isn't on the guys that remain. The pressure is on Alexi B to take a fantastically talented roster that was like second in the world at the end of the year and continue that development and p- make them the team that topples Na'Vi. And the other one is Munizzi. The expectation on that kid is like nothing I've ever seen. You couldn't even compare it to Cooster, who was going to be the saviour of NA, right? And look what the fuck happened there. It's
0: become uh, it's become too much. Uh, his I'll I'll say it I'll say it again. I've said it on some other shows, maybe even on the WePlay broadcast itself. We, Montesi is flat out in my eyes the most mechanically skilled, fastest, most consistent in terms of his mechanics. Opera that wasn't in the tier one. Uh, I, I never I haven't seen a single other opera, including OC Safe. You know all these other guys, Tor-Z, uh MHL. That that is as pinpoint precise, as frequently as, as Monacy, he could literally just peak ramp on vertigo in any position and just flick instantaneously to where the guy is. Like it was the most impressive hand-eye coordination I've seen since since legitimately for an opera, since basically simple and Zaiwoo. Like I don't I don't know anybody else that could do it as well as he did. So it was like y- you sometimes would see, you know, with Acor, for example, you see the crosshair move to the guy. You see the you don't see Monisey's crosshair move to anybody. They're dead. They're just dead, and he's unscoped all of a sudden. So I am I too am gonna perpetuate the hype. It's just the fact that he has no maps played. He basically has under 10 maps played on multiple maps in the active duty pool. That's inc- incredible that they put that much stock into him, that they bought him for the price that they did. But I I so, somehow like everyone's everyone has also said behind the scenes like, um, I mean, James Banks kind of had a, had a nice line to the Navi camp. And so he knew like what Bladewood and simple and all those guys were thinking about modesty, his work ethic, his attitude about everything was top notch. Like they made they, they saw that this guy was not only going to like, not only incredibly skilled, but he was an incredibly hard worker. He's going to learn. And if, if he doesn't, I don't, I don't know what would have to happen for him to not learn. Cause I actually just think that his, uh, ethic is everything's there. It's just, he has to get some reps in.
1: It doesn't even need to be too many. Reps. Really worry about where his head's going to be at coming into this. hundred uh, percent. Young guy, definitely got the bag. Uh, you know, is going to be outside of that uh, Navi system that he's used to. Is going to have loads of pressure, and it's going manif- to You know, the problems are going to manifest in in one or two ways, if history teaches us anything, uh, and that is that it's either going to be uh, t- he's going to perform. And the ego is going to kick in, and there'll be a moment where he'll clash with someone on the team, or he'll say something stupid on social media about how the team's performing. Uh, and that's very possible. People gas up young players now. You have one good game, you drop forty kills. Everyone on Twitter tells you you're the shit. People start believing that stuff. Seeing that happen a bunch. Not everyone is as base as Zewoo. You know, just like, I don't understand but, how
3: he has like no ego.
1: Like yeah. he doesn't, doesn't give a fuck. Just a yeah, just like a motherfucker just literally up at fucking five a.m. picking up eggs out of a field. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, literally, you know, just fucking. I'm your mad cunt, like you know, just none of that. <laughs> and uh... apparently doesn't get jet lag either. No, just, uh, why would it? immortal. I don't think <laughs> <mean he's laughs> When you're eating eggs that
0: fresh, yeah. you don't get jet lagged, actually. Uh, 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 but
1: then on the other side of the equation, it's either he starts slow, has underperformance because Maui's right. His reaction speed, his hand-eye coordination, it's up there with anything I've ever seen in the game, no joke. Um, and I've watched a lot of this kid, and I watched a lot of kids come through the scene, but it's different when you've got an in-game leader in your ear telling you, don't peek, don't go here, micromanaging what you're doing and telling you not to play a natural game. And so, unfortunately, I don't think he's going to have the license he had in an academy side where he's the clear star and he's earmarked for greatness and Na'Vi are looking to sell him because, you know, he can't replace simple. So... There's problems ahead, I think. I, I, the, what are the chances that a young, incredible talent that's good enough to be the best player in the world with the raw skills he has joins a fucking superstar team that has one of the biggest spotlights shot on it in the world? Like, you see seen the music video G2 did the other day. 3.5 million views on it on a fucking music video they made. He's in that spotlight now. What are the odds that kid just keeps his head down and plays well? I've only ever seen it happen with Zewu, and he's a phenom and a very unique personality. So I got I got worries. I do got worries about G two, honestly.
2: Yeah, the expectation being that you have to go the same route as Zewu did, like that's probably that's pretty insane. I mean, you say that that's a crazy expectation out loud when you're thinking about it but then you look at the dollar actually expect. Yeah. You look at the dollar amount, you look at the expectations, the hype, the fact that G2 are leading into it. It's not, like, even if it's a crazy expectation, it's not something that's fringe. It's literally the team themselves saying, This is what we expect of you. And obviously that means that the whole rest of the fan base, they were probably gonna do that anyway. But they see somebody hyped up coming in. Oh yeah, sure, Counter-Strike just has unlimited ZWoos. They will just get so many Z Wu's, all the Z And you know, here's one with a zero in his name. So yeah, there you go. But what gets me about monacy too is that like if I'm Alexi B coming into this team, I'm immediately focused on like, yeah, I got to make Nico happy. But at the same time, he's matured a little bit. Maybe I don't have to focus all my attention into him. The first thing I do is make sure this Munisee kid is happy and to make sure he's like settled in. Because if you looked at the HLTV interview that they the guys over there did with him, the one that the headline was, I'm sure I'm ready for tier one. There's some interesting yeah. things in that in that article. One of which is a quote where he says, I was away from my family for three months. It was really hard. That's three months. Like, you're not going to get all expenses, paid vacations, trip back Uh, back and forth in Tier 1 CS.
1: But you can already, as well, you can already see the Shades of Ego, like, creeping in. I don't mind, by the way, saying I'm ready for Tier 1. He's ready for Tier 1. Sure. told no lies right um he could be humble and play it down like you know a ziwu answer for example would have been i just play the best counter-strike i can yeah yeah
4: i don't care I about mean, I, I think going you. into g2 you need that ego though yeah, yeah, like, yeah and that's, it. perform. that's fine. it's actually but,
1: beneficial it was the other interview the one prior to that where he was like talking about like device and like answering these fucking questions where it's just like monisi's opinion on device is meaningless it's meaningless. You've done fuck all in the game, kid. Like, who are you? And like, by the way, I don't think anyone should be asking him those questions, but whatever. But like, he's talking about device going, yeah. And he, he said he doesn't even want to be on Nip anymore. And it's definitely affected his game. You are no one to make that assessment. You are nobody to make that assessment. the fact that you are already in a headspace, I'll just talk about one of the greatest players of all time. Like, no, honestly, if you flop, you're going to be one of the most expensive flops in the game. You don't want that on you. You don't want to be remembered like that. As I said, Cooster wasn't even one of the most expensive players. He was just meant to be the best player in NA, joined the best team in NA, and then fucking flopped. And he he was miserable for four years. He was out of his mind, depressed about it. And and you could see it wasn't until he got another run at Ghost Gaming that he got to prove himself, bizarrely, as a fucking rifler. But whatever. So there's a lot at stake here. This kid wants to keep his head down. Maybe next time HLTV picks up the phone to do an interview... Don't take the call. Just actually, no, I want to concentrate on the game. If I was managing that team, I want him dialed all the fucking way in and out of the spotlight as much as possible. I want him to do his talking on the server. And I'm just worried this kid doesn't want that. I think he wants to be number one superstar. Look at me. You know, not even simple is answering questions like Munizzi was answering these questions. It's like, it's insane. So I, I am worried about that little... Green I oh, on a tell little story story
0: uh, that I think it might have greater implications when he moves to G two. Is that we go. apparently when he was on the Navi Junior lineup, he was spending a lot of time with Simple, and Simple actually wanted to give him like a, a fat ass gold chain, and Blade had to be the one that vetoed this this move. Like he was going to give him something that was probably worth like five figures or something, and Blade had to be the one that said no. I'm curious when if Nico like they do well at a tournament honesty pops off Nico wants to give him something is that going to inflate his ego is is there going to be a blade figure that's going to stop this from happening or is Nico going to be even the one that just doesn't give him something I feel like that's gonna those kind of moments are ones where you just you just kind of your ego does inflate to a point where it's hard it can be hard to control it and you have to recognize that you know it's still the journey is still on you're not you're not at the destination
4: so two things I want to touch on quickly is one like yeah there is a lot of these expectations on Monacy, and he has the he has that whole uh mentality where he thinks he can come into Tier 1 and just blast away the competition. For me I, that's not necessarily even what like he doesn't have to achieve that level. Obviously it's part of the expectation and if he hits that sort of level then yes, G2 is going to be insane. But even if he brings like a very consistent like decent level of opping to this team, they can still play really well. G two was already doing really well as a team beforehand, and to me, like to me in comparison to to Brokey, as I said earlier, if he can sort of bring that sort of level to this team, they can still perform very well. And as long as he's given the time to develop over time, then he might be able to reach that superstar level over time if he doesn't have it immediately just, as well. You just have to One, be
3: careful with how I was going to say. You have to be careful like how you develop him because if you start yes. off with like okay, so you know we're gonna keep you on a leash for now like we're gonna tell you how to play and all this stuff and it's like i really i really don't think it's like the good way to do that it's i want them to do with monzi the same way i want i want liquid to do with oc which is like just give them the fucking green light to do whatever they want to start like let them feel comfortable make the plays and then just reel them in from there you know like
1: start to mold and start to mold and adapt them to like your style from there you know absolutely zero like there's no crazy expectation on him right Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think so. I don't think everyone's expecting O.C. to come out. He, he'll surprise yeah. a lot of people as well because yeah, he's definitely so, yeah. ready. And he's got and, his head switched on.
4: So so to my second point, the one thing that we haven't really touched on here yet is the fact that x has is coming into this lineup as a coach uh, or reported to be. So I think having that sort of stability and that, like, somebody who brought so much to Vitality in terms of just mm-hmm. – presence in the server and and outside of it helping develop a talent like zew and already sort of bringing up that sort of star i think XTAZ will truly be able to help a player like modesty grow as he it makes his first foray into tier one here uh let alone what else he's going to add to the roster as overall
1: completely dependent though because you will notice that over in vitality he was the fucking boss you know sure. like i mean he had he had the chops to be able to drop Apex for a fucking tournament. Not many coaches get that leeway. Mix will tell you about that. So, <laughs> you, you, you know, the, the reality there is, you know, he's he's not going to have that level of autonomy at G2. He's yeah. going to have a Nico to deal with, an Alexi to deal with, now a Munacy to deal with. Trust me, a motherfucking Carlos to deal with as well. And so he's going to have to adapt to a, 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 a way of operating that he's always had for pretty much the entirety of his career. He's beloved in the French scene, by the way. Everyone loves this guy and respects this guy. And so it, he's not going to have that same level of uh, leeway over at G2. I, I think it's going to be a big challenge for him. I, th- I think tactically he's up there with the best. He's up there with Sonic, no doubt. Um, how he adapts to sort of interacting with this team is going to be a key, crucial test for g two success. I mean
4: for me it's not even the control over the roster that you could have it's more the the actual like individual backing per player you can have when they're playing matches on LAN and also just in coaching in general cuz seeing him behind Vitality at Blast for example when I was there like you can tell that he adds a lot of emotional stability and also brings a lot of hype to the server for the players and so being able to do that to G2 especially with the lineup as with with Monesty coming in as a fresh player I think that's going to be a massive developmental uh benefit to the team as a whole regardless of whether he has a lot of control over the roster or not
0: okay i want to i want to move over to the other side of this trade though the alexi b nexa swap let's let's talk about let's talk about what this means for for og let's uh let's go so so nexa is going to be coming in i i guess reported as of recently the fact that valde is not going to be leaving this team for eg the mm-hmm. nexa for alexi b I just want to ask flat out. Do you guys think this team gets better or worse?
2: I feel like it's probably there's a honeymoon period. There's a, I think there is a slight honeymoon period, but I don't know if it's an appreciable difference because I think the problems with this team you can make an argument that it was them getting stuck in the mud with Alexi B strap You can make an argument that, okay, it was just too stale. He never got any pushback. He never reinvented himself. So the team became too easy to read. It was stuck in a, their own meta that didn't work. Whatever argument you want to make about that. But for me, the biggest question mark, I mean, for, I'm glad they kept Valda because if Valda had gone to EG as was initially rumored, man, that would have been the end of OG. Like, I don't care who you get as an IGL. You could have like the best player. It doesn't matter because you, you don't have the like the star power and the firepower. Valda is a, a really good player unto himself. People probably forgot about that just because of his stint in OG hasn't been the most exciting. But that's because the whole team hasn't really hit all the tournaments that they needed to hit. They haven't gotten all the playoff runs that they were supposed to get in air quotes. Uh, the f- few times that they did during the online era, they went out and got owned by Faze in a, I think it was. The best of five grand final one of the esl tournaments that all blend together of course that was back in 2020 i believe and then you know they've they've done a few uh, they've made a few appearances but it was nothing special so the, basically they i think they almost need a honeymoon period i was saying that i think it's likely because now they're bringing in nexa there's going to be that like little part where they coast off of alexi b's strats and then start to work in nexa's differences and eventually they shape that into something different but he's going to really have to work magic and he doesn't have nearly the same tools that he had on G2. So I'm not sure, man. I think Nexus got his work cut out for him in this team and they probably need something special in the first three months, we'll say, before they uh, decide whether or not they're continuing with this direction.
1: Yeah, I don't know about this at all because you know I never really rated Nexus as an IGL. But then again, you have to say a big part of the failure over at OG's got to blame alexi for it same standards i would hold any igl to, and maybe a change of scene is what they need maybe there is some truth in the playbook being too complicated and the tactics not working out and has got something that works that can simplify it also as well remember this is going to be an og that's finally free and clear of the specter of whether or not nico is going to get fucking permanently banned yeah uh which alexi b never had that luxury so you know it's a fresh start Fresh you know, kind of mentality, fresh mindset around the team. One thing I will say about OG is as an org, they do have a great support structure for their players. But yeah, I just I don't see Nexa reinventing the wheel. I never thought he was that good. When he was here, he just seemed to be a relatively solid IGL, occasionally capable of fragging, that had the buy-in of the players around him for reasons. (laughs) You know, that's uh, d- does anyone think Nexa was like fucking I, tactical I mastermind? See, I, I, it's
0: it's really tough to believe that Nexa was a good IGL because so much of G 2s t sides were just predicated off of Nico getting an opening kill or not getting an opening kill in a default. But, so yeah, what what do you yeah what have you got? Mix? I was gonna say like I also
3: think back to like Nexa and like Crazy for example where yeah like sometimes sometimes these teams are just a better fit for someone like he's he made Esperanto from, look good actually yeah he's was going weird. from like. He's going from, like, IGLing, like, having the IGL for, like, what's supposed to be, like, a top 5 team in G2 with, like, Nico and, you know, all these big names and these high expectations back into a team where it's, like, the expectations are a lot lower. He probably, I assume, has, like, a lot more freedom. Probably feels, like, a lot less pressure on himself during the calling. So, that type of thing can really just help you mesh. I'm sure, I'm not sure how, the, how like, they'll change up the roles, like, if Nexa just wants to slot into Alexi B's roles, or maybe he'll try to make Validate and, like, Flames try to, like, try to activate them a bit more, so... In a way, I could see like Nexus like more simplified calling, especially still working off of like uh, some of the structure Alexi B had in place before. Actually, like really helping them mesh together a lot better, and maybe I'm not going to say they're going to be like a top five team or anything, but like you know, top ten somewhere around there, being able to like being like a, a really dangerous team to some of the top teams just because of how how well they mesh with like Nexus style, possibly.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I think like unfortunately, there's just too many seismic moves above og like I, I i can't see them being in the top 10 like
3: yeah, yeah probably not like probably not like around the top 10 consistently but like like 12, 15 around there, and then able to make like some good runs in tournaments stuff like yeah. that. Just just a bit of a dangerous team.
1: And, and you know, there are some questions like obviously Furia have made roster moves and Tropic aren't going to stay ninth, right? Copenhagen Flames are going to fall the fuck off. They were a flash <laughs> in the pan. Uh, a sent going to remain the most improved team in World Counter-Strike. I get it. But yeah, for me, I, I, I just feel that like OG's a team that from its inception, it feels to me that they've actually been slowly downgrading each time. And I kind of feel this has happened again with, with Nexa. And I mean, it's very nice of Valder to give it another uh shot, another run around with a new IGL. If it doesn't work, Valder will be off this year. He'll go to a bigger org because he can definitely play in these orgs. I mean, by the way, if you are one of those FaZe fans who fucking hate rain so much, which blows my mind. I actually just think was thinking Rain would or FaZe, yeah. Yeah, You just replace, you just take Val to replace him for rain. And then you definitely, if Carrigan can't hit number Uh, one with that, uh, fuck it, time to retire. So, (laughs) I mean, so, you know, OG for me, uh, 15th, probably on their best day. That's kind of where they're at for me.
0: I can't really see them changing too much either. Because the thing is also like, to their credit, I don't see them falling that much. I, I, I'll say that. It, it's probably, I, I would actually say that the slight improvement is going to happen Uh, because I actually think Nexa individually is just slightly better than Alexi B. The structure isn't going to, at, at first, the structure is going to catch teams off because anytime there's just a big stru- structure change in a team, it always seems and like, it's kind of akin to when a new opera comes onto a team, he always just farms for the first tournament or two because people don't know what, they're gonna, what it's like to play against him. And I think that's going to be what it's like because people will see og's name in the server and then they're going to expect a certain style of play to be against them but it's actually nexus style instead of alexi b so that'll give them a little boost in the beginning but then i think they'll probably fall off like i actually think that probably within the first three months of him being there they'll peak at number eighth or ninth uh with a couple surprise victories but then uh, people will just watch a couple of demos and i don't know if they're going to be able to innovate on top of that
1: i mean, okay. also
4: free up yeah. like valde to take up some other spots that alexa b had previously hopefully. like you were saying like connector and outside on nuke for they example
1: i'm gonna do to give that guy help because right now he is pissing away his career
0: so. yeah hopefully they do because at the very least for og's sake i mean they could probably sell him for a lot if, if he if he boosts his stats a bit more it's kind of hard to sell him when he has a you know 1.08 kind of rating as opposed to what he should have which is probably uh, probably like a 1.15 in my eyes. Um. I think one of my uh one of my favorite no majors club moments was when there was like some game where like
3: Valde was just like popping off and like and Richard just started losing his mind over this guy having to play with Yugi on the same team.
1: I'm <laughs> 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 But, but, yeah, Yugi uh, heard all those criticisms down the years. He fucking hates me. But, uh, <laughs> listen, I just call him as the same. It ain't personal. You might be a lovely guy to have a fucking barbecue with, but you fucking suck at CS. So, you know, <laughs> what, what do you want me to do about it? Get better. like Get good. But,
2: uh, but yeah, he I mean, even dude, announced dude, his... was so good at that yeah.
1: period in his career as well. Tragic.
2: I'm just amazed that Yugi actually announced his retirement from CS in the first place. Yeah, it's
1: like, go quietly, <laughs> homie. Read the, room. <laughs> read the read room. Read the fucking room. He needed just like, one. Don't say shit one last it's opportunity. Like, can you imagine if you turned up at a fucking house party, right? Shit in your hands. Started clapping, <laughs> sprayed it all up the walls, and then you went, "Right, guys, I'm out. See ya, see you next time." You know, fuck off. Just you leave. Say,
0: you shake everybody's hand before you leave that party.
1: <laughs> <laughs> see ya, see you next year. You know, like just, nah, bro, just fuck off, just go.
0: Yeah. Just okay.
1: Go. All right,
0: this is going to be probably the the best move. I think. I think we all can agree that this is the best move in uh, all the roster mania shuffle. Cold zero. That, that's right. That's right, mix. That's Ooh. absolutely right. Cold zero to double O nation what That's about
1: a, cold zero
0: Christ. yeah okay so why did you I'll have to like, remind
2: look, me of this maui snake i totally ejected this from my brain and i was we a better brought, person for it
0: we we brought richard for one reason to absolutely tear this this roster apart and uh but but i'll just i'll just give the, the brief context for anybody who might not know right now what the roster is is kng trk leo drk don't call him drunky he doesn't like that anymore by the way uh that's actually he's actually messaged multiple analyst yeah. casters about that he's trying to separate himself from the from that so it's leo drk vsm and cold zera but they are interested in adding try and mobs it seems like that seems that seems fairly likely from what i'm what i'm getting from how zero zero nation spends their money Didn't that they the probably could
1: tweet out though i stay
0: yeah but automatic tweeted that too and
1: we know yeah, that. well, yeah. I yeah, thought yeah. There was, like, I think I thought a lot there was, of people some rumor that. that like
3: I thought there was like some rumor that like team one wanted some like outrageous amount of money for mobs that
0: like no one was yeah, gonna it's be willing several to hundreds of thousands. It, yes, that was yeah. I was about to say. Yeah, it's it's uh, uh it's a monasy almost level amount. Almost yes. that's hefty for more. Try try, try like did him?
4: announce that he's out of nine Z though, so yeah, uh that part that of seems more likely, for, yeah. likely.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the mobs thing is uh, mobs is stuck in jail right now. Team one jail. Maybe maybe TRK comes to join him. I, I heard that was actually a possibility also. But either way, yes. I, I'd kind of rather talk about if. I, I, I mean, we could take multiple angles on this, I guess, but I, I personally am more interested in the the roster with try with mobs because I think that KNG and TRK probably should go. I think that with Coldzera, Leo, VSM, try and mobs this becomes a lineup that becomes really actually pretty interesting pretty quickly in my eyes, but it, a lot of it hinges on... Can Zera actually be a decent in-game leader, or is he just going to trash talk everybody on his team saying they don't work as hard as him?
2: <laughs> yeah, I think the answer to that is no. I do not expect Cold Zera to in-game lead very well, personally. I mean, I had a lot more faith in somebody like Taco, but obviously he's stuck with the godsend guys and good on him because he's probably got a brighter future with them, uh, having done all of the rebuilding that he's done. I, for me, why is... Like, it's like Cold Zero finds a way to say, hey, if there's any team that speaks, like, Portuguese, if any player that speaks Portuguese, you guys got to come in, get, get get one in with me, get a couple months playing with me, say you play with Cold Zero, the great, or something. I don't know how he keeps getting these opportunities. I thought for sure he was out after this complexity stint. I thought he was out before the complexity stint, in fact, but he kept, he keeps coming back.
1: I mean, listen, so, first of all, if ever there's anyone who doesn't have the temperament to be an IGL, you would be fucking hard-pushed to find a better example than Cold Zero in World Counter-Strike. Uh, I don't know if you remember, by the way, when he got so fucking ass-pained with how things were going at the end of MIBR that he basically sent a Fallen, Hall of Famer IGL, like sure, he's behind on the meta by about five fucking years at this point, but whatever. Uh, you know, <laughs> like he, uh, he, he said, I'm, "I'm, you know, look at me, shit memes, all whatever the zoom is like, you know, I'm the fucking captain now." He legitimately did that, and so fallen being fallen, because despite all the things people say, Gabriel's quite an amicable dude. He basically let him call on some maps. He let him call on the easy ones. He let to call on Mirage, and they were fucking shit. <laughs> oh, can you not come up with a game plan for Mirage you daft cunt, so anyway all right, you can you can call on dust too. alright yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. you got long spawns, <laughs> let's go uh, Yeah, you know, like let's get a pick <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it's ridiculous, uh, so you know, I, I think um, one of the earmarks of like Coldzera's personality, like if I had some in a word where he is now, because by the way, this is an all time great player, wasn't he like the first player on HLTV to be like number one back to back years, yes you know this. This guy is, was a god, right? And 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 he came from nowhere. Um, if he could have stayed humble, who fucking knows? But you know, whatever. But you know, this is a guy who basically could have been could could have been somebody that like really like learned how to put his experience to to benefit the younger people around him. He's somebody that could like become a student of the game. But nah, he's just. If I had to sum up in a word, it would be delusional. Mm-hmm. he's he's not the player he even was so it's like what do you add meanwhile by the way you want to model as someone having like a renaissance later in uh later in their career taco there you go there's somebody yep. that's become a really good in-game leader that's developing talent and that team's getting better all of the time and they've got some really nice tactical aspects to them cold zero is still living in 2015 2016 and unfortunately, it hasn't been even close to that for a long time for him. So, uh, can he be an IGL? I mean, the sad reality would be that that roster needs to sign try. And I would even go so far as to say, and MALBS to be even yes. competitively relevant.
0: I want to read the the quote that was that Blame F gave in the, the HLTV top 20 article about him. Cause I think the, the yeah. headline everybody saw was like, Coldzera was getting a lot of hate, but he was surprised how good of an attitude came with. But then he says later in that same quote that I don't want to put... This is blame F. I don't want to put words in his, Coldzera's mouth, but at one point towards the end, I do think he gave up a little bit when he saw the attitude of some players on the team at the major. Bro, that's the guy you're now using to spearhead your your team that you're trying to make into a world contender with Coldzera. That is the worst... That's just the worst way to go into a roster to think a guy that just gave up on another expensive project in complexity is going to is going to be the the answer here. Yeah,
4: yeah I mean uh, for me the biggest problem with this team would be like the leadership cuz I think the pieces in terms of the individual players especially if they got knobs yeah does have the firepower to be like a decent Brazilian lineup but you're not getting like I would have rather have seen them try and get like Wood Seven from MIBR to lead this team.
1: Or just Woody, like try Woody,
4: Woody. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Know, I didn't know whether that was his actual alias or not. But yeah, I, I think there's just such a lack of Brazilian in-game leaders right now outside of art. I would say at a top level that it's just so hard to piece together a lineup that's going to be able to contend at a top level because a lot of these teams now, like if you look at the top ten teams coming into this year, you have so many teams that have like established, tenured IGLs or ones who have really proven themselves. And I think starting off a lineup with Cold zero here is just going to be a little. It's just not going to be enough to contend against a lot of these teams, especially if you're bringing a player like Try into a into a like tier one sort of tournament level. It's going to be really hard to sort of establish that. I think. Um, also, quickly to correct myself, it was actually Get Right was the first player to to place twice uh, as number one HLTV. My
2: mm-hmm. bad. My
1: bad. Mm-hmm. How yeah, can yeah. I forget the awesome. great one? apologies
4: crack. I had to crack myself too I actually entirely yeah. forgot
1: so Brazil says otherwise so that's what Yeah, I'm yeah just... what
2: about Cold Zero <laughs> in 2014 I,
1: I know right like it it's just sad dude because it's like I look at uh you know all of the rumors around the last dance I look at the names that are getting like like for me uh, you know cuz I wrote articles about this so there's no hiding my opinion the 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 the, the, the what they became from where they started like you couldn't not love those guys when they first came through in the scene and went fall and made those difficult cuts and brought in cold zero and he was an unknown guy and they went on a big tear and it became the number one team in the world and they endured all the cheating allegations and all of the bullshit that was thrown at them and they did it as a unit and it was just a really cool story being around for that period of time was awesome like i had nothing but admiration for those guys you just see them all now, and it's like literally, I didn't even think this could be true. That it would actually be Taco, would be the one I have like the most respect for. You know, like Fallen. Alright, it's not his fault. Team Liquid didn't work out, but you know, from what I'm told behind the scenes, he's so off the pace in terms of where the game is at right now. You're talking about Carrigan not knowing smoke lineups. Like I, I don't even. Fallen thinks he's going to play fucking cobblestone next week. That's how far <laughs> behind he is. Right? So you know, I, I get it. Um, it's not that he's a bad dude. He's just washed, right? But yeah. the the rest of them egotistical, narcissistic cunts that only care about extending their careers for the money, no drive. And when I see someone like Cold zero saying, oh, I could have joined, like, five of the different orgs, why the fuck would you pick Zero Zero Nation? Like, why would... And what this tells me is either he had those options, but he just couldn't be bothered to get his shit together because that would be the expectation if you played for a real team or he actually lied, and those options never materialized, and this was the best he could get. Either way, that's a travesty for a player of Cold Zero's pedigree. He'll never be a good IGL. Like, the dude can't even in-game lead himself as a person. Like, how the fuck can he do it for anybody else? So, I, I just think it's sad, like, seeing them all now. I mean, maybe Fur is even sadder, honestly, but... It's just, it's just a mess. It's just a mess. I wish they would just hold sure. time on it. They've made their I'm millions. Su- Come on, dude.
3: I'm sure Cole looks forward to it now, but I'm really curious to see what his attitude will be like six months in when maybe things haven't gone exactly as he imagines
0: when they're still outside the top twenty. When there's yeah. still zero zero wins, <laughs> zero zero prospects. By the way, 0-0 prospects. I'd like to yeah. start
2: a running bet. Can we go? Can we go a single episode without mentioning zero zero prospects? Because I think it's too no, funny. I think too it's, it's good. too funny. It's no, too good. funny. No, it is it, the most hilarious
1: good. academy name of all time. Yeah. And the fact, like, I, they have to know that they had to know. <laughs> well, I mean, like, they <laughs> probably no thought, you matter.
2: know, zero zero talent. That doesn't work. <laughs> the only thing that <laughs> works is like zero zero academy, bro. But like, why wouldn't you just pick that? Yeah.
1: Yeah, like just you do you know, you don't. Maybe they just don't know if you someone has zero prospects. Maybe it's a linguistic. I, 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 I also I don't believe you can workshop so, that, and nobody goes, "Hang on, that's actually really okay, bad." Okay, the
0: the title of the org itself, Zero Zero Nation. What I thought coming into it was that it was supposed to be like a play on a James Bond, you know, reference, like Double O agents. So I thought it was always I, double, I actually o pronounced it double O Nation.
2: Double uh, O Nation, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It could I, be. And but I don't. No, I don't, I st- all
2: of their mass media stuff said zero, like they spelled out yes,
0: zero exactly. Yeah, they specifically, no, I know that's why I'm extra confused now by but the name.
1: Someone told me their logo's meant to be a heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The logo is so it weird. It, it. looks like that, mate? Write your fucking will. It's 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 time to pray. It's well, ridiculous. Shout out, like
3: shout out to these guys for buying my org two weeks after
0: I signed with them. So. The Nordivin one, yeah. I I, yeah. I don't know what they're
1: I are okay. they actually
2: based in Brazil or any sort of like Portuguese no they're they ba- well, I know Nordovin is I know Nordovin where they are, but I it's mean it's still like Norway the
0: though, it's still Norway. Yeah, it's it's Norway. I, I know the Brazil players just because Brazil players have to go to Norway to like boot camp and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. I know Pimp films okay. content with them, and then he has to go to Norway yeah. to do it. And and I, I don't know. Yeah, it's Z- a it's yeah, a really zero zero it. reason
2: for them to be called zero zero prospect. This must be something.
0: That? This must mean something in Norwegian that we're just not privy to. I I don't know what I don't cultural difference does. we have. I, I mean, at just,
1: least if Pimp is out there filming content, he's not tweeting outrageously needless controversial takes about <laughs> who might be the best player in the world for attention. So. Has he done that? I missed it Bro, he he was like, he did that mad fucking tweet In the middle of a tournament going You know, in many ways, Nico's better than 2 I'm like, oh bro, he just won the major, stop Stop this, this is attention-seeking Behaviour, stop it's okay cold
4: 0 we'll get this uh team rebranded sometime next year we're gonna see a tweet where it'll be cold zero family kindly requests that uh zero zero nation change their team team
2: name <laughs> they're specifically just their academy name nothing we're- else that's all
0: they- she's gonna be the first one that to unfollow the zero zero nation instagram account and that's we're gonna how we're gonna find out that he's departing the roster i can that's i'm true. calling it now i'm calling it six months in advance okay you
1: know, there's some yeah. there's some good uh suggestions in the chat i'm liking that one zero zero motivation yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one
0: not bad not bad
1: there was zero all zero right.
2: future that was a good one yeah,
1: all right so, that's
0: yeah. if this were a snake and banter that that was definitely the ugly and somehow we're going to move to the good now this is this is my favorite roster move by far no questions asked this is vitality signing and dupree zonic getting rid of shocks kyogen extaz i this is just a slam dunk i mean the the main problem the obvious problems with vitality is were i mean there was one it was the name Kyojin. i mean that that just needed to change i if, if this were an ideal world there would have been probably a just a french replacement that could have taken his spot that would have just done all his spot better all the stuff better maybe vet some veteran that uh was good at those kind of anchor position roles uh, a guy that I I really respected and admired, but he has since retired. That's, yes, I'm talking about RPK. But either way, I think this mm-hmm. is basically the best that you could have done. Uh, there's there's this is so much experience on paper. This is. So- so many major championships between people from both sides of the equation. Now, there's so many people that are going to contribute what I would think would be winning ideas and philosophies. There's going to be a level of professionalism that they come in with. I seriously, I don't see how this fails. I actually like this is one of those moves that I would put a lot of my analyst career on the line for saying that this is going to come out the gates as a top four team, and they're going to stay a top four team for a very lengthy stretch of time.
2: See, if you had said top three, I would have pushed back. But yeah, you, I think top four is an easy prediction. I mean, As in they come top
0: four at every tournament. Because, you know, you can't tell oh. the difference when it's semifinal finishes, at least. you can't. I mean, th- between the other team and the other side of the bracket. So I that's would why need I to say look, top four. I
1: need, need to look at did the They need to be top two, for sure. I mean, by expectation, places. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, I would say I mean, like th- so this the, team
2: is a disappointment if it doesn't at least get to a few grand finals in quarter one. But my problem yeah, sure, with it is sure. that my biggest issue and concern is the language barrier and not just the language barrier of them all speaking English, but also like the, the fact that they are, uh, the French players are used to communicating in French, but also with Extas, who's now departed at, with Apex as the unconditional leader, probably with somebody, I don't even know who would be secondary calling. I'm not sure if other people are it's aware. Mag-
0: magisk would probably be the secondary caller. What I, but yeah. What ma- I mean is before
2: yeah. in the old team, I guess there was probably shock. So What I'm saying is oh, there's a shocked, lot man. of structural things that have changed imagine about that? this team. Yeah, imagine. <laughs> and the fact that, you know, okay, you've, you've dropped shocks. you kept Masuda, who's clearly the better of the two younger talents that you have on the team. You dropped Kyojin, finally. And then, okay, you're betting in these Astralis players. I mean, it's really exciting and it's... Funhouse Mirror Counterstrike. Never thought I would see this particular union. Great that it's happening. Very excited to see where they go. I'm not sure that I can count that they'll have everything figured out in time for the first two three months of their of their tenure together. That's my take anyway.
4: I mean, on that note, though, I don't think that's even the expectation for the roster immediately. Like there was an interview that uh, profited with the Vitality uh, CEO. I think it was, and he basically said that like it's not necessary. They're not. Aiming for this team to immediately be a top team. Like they're gonna give them time to actually make it there. But even then, like I agree with Alex. I think this team will will have be a very consistent, like top four finish team, even in their first couple of months together. The thing for me is that I, I think that they can be making grand final appearances in a few months' time, not necessarily immediately, especially with the established rosters still around like Navi and Gambit, but I think in let's say I want to say. By the time the player break rolls around, they would have made probably two to three grand finals, if mm. not one a tournament. I
0: want to I want to clear up the, the English stuff. I, t- I talked to Apex about this back in November. So obviously the leaks were all true. I mean, he said this is how he put it for, for everybody's English that Masuda is OK. He has I'm not going to say the specifics, but he has an inter- a girlfriend that's not from France. And so he's been speaking English with her for quite some time now. Uh, he, he, sa- he said that with vitality, they've all been taking English lessons for a while. Uh, I mean, it's clear that Apex in interviews is very proficient in yes. English. But he also said this was a joke on his part. But he said Zywil will need to learn a little bit. But does he even have to speak? So that's a uh, you know little little sheesh. cheeky right little cheeky that's right like- there. But <laughs> Zywil obviously can speak because he plays he played thousands of FPL games.
3: It's like the only way I can see this not working out is if like, the language was just a complete disaster in the team and just led to no one understanding what's going on. Oh, come
1: on, you've seen Game of Thrones. You've seen Game of Thrones, mate. I actually haven't. I haven't. I never have. Fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) The one one guy I could say that to. What an obtuse bastard. Just pretend you have. (laughs) Do I have to to teach you kids how to be fucking (laughs) sociable? You've seen Game of Thrones, mate.
0: Obviously... He's, he has. He has seen all of it. He's seen all of yeah. it. We, we actually.
1: My favorite or Play with me, come on! All right. Anyway, the point <laughs> is that will <laughs> really be. Haven't. Holy fuck! How do you do a podcast with this guy? All right. So anyway, <laughs> the 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 reality is right. Like Majisk, he wasn't particularly chuffed about losing his IGL spot over in Astralis when he sort of curated it and looked after it while Glaive was away. And if it doesn't work out under Apex, he's going to want his touches. Oh, and guess what? The boss of the team, Big Daddy Zonix Danish too, and thinks May just can be the IGL. Oh, there's fuckery afoot. Yeah. Not to mention, by the way, if the team does fail after spending all that money on it, right? Like, who's going to... Who do we go for? French dude or a Danish dude? What do you think? I think the Danes'll have the upper hand on that one. That know, is the, the org honest- is French though, isn't yeah. it? Mick that's, yeah, that's my, that's my, that's my one
0: concern with all of this is that Vitality are, if I'm not mistaken, they're backed in some way, shape or form by the French, like French taxpayer dollars pay for some of their salaries yeah. or something in an esports <laughs> initiative to like further uh, international, like, like awareness of French culture and stuff like that. So there's some, there, there is like a, a very low likelihood that they just switch to all all danish but i actually don't, I don't know, know the, the of their... but my, but
3: my, my point was i don't know what's, like... what's their
0: league roster like what's, is it like... french or what do we <sighs> no know idea. okay i don't watch No, it. they don't just watch. signed who's from the yeah. same place as nico's from it's just years. english but i was mm, gonna
3: okay, say like, okay, okay i just don't understand how this team couldn't improve because like the previous iterations vitality it's like benziwu and like everyone else is just averaging like you know, like one point oh five rating. You know, obviously not ratings and everything, but like they're obviously all like kind of lacking. Just the level of output, is, yeah, needs to be it's stated. Like, yeah, Magic alone is already just a huge upgrade over anything else that like Zywus ever yes. had. And then Dupree also has that potential, even though he's been struggling like the last year or so. But I still think he can come back and be better than like any other player than Zywoo has also had. So it's just in my mind, I'm just like, I don't see how this like team doesn't immediately improve just based on that.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. I mean, it'll I think, it should improve. Not yeah.
1: everything yeah. improves over time. Uh, for example, Game of Thrones, <laughs> your favorite TV
0: show. <laughs> got
1: by, okay, by that's the one eight. I've never watched it that was, I that
3: I heard
0: has a has a bad ending.
3: So
1: yes, just watch
0: the first three it. seasons, mix, and then turn it off, and then up. Yeah, just then, and then just turn on Secession, okay, and then you'll get all the jokes. You'll get all you'll get every joke after that. We'll, Absolutely we'll ever,
1: excellent uh, TV. Yeah.
0: yeah, then just go back after you finish catch up with that. And, uh I, watch I don't the, watch If I
1: quickly get up to refuel, if I turn my camera off, does it fuck up all your shit, Pranogo?
2: Uh, it does, but that's okay. I'm a professional. It I know. What, what I'm really
1: super worried about is i got them low-riding jeans because I'm just sat here all comfy, there you go. and <laughs> I don't there you want go. my ass crack. Ooh. It's well, you, happened it's a many pretty, sp- a it's
2: pretty It doesn't even capture both of your hands up, so it's pretty small it's, window here. I think you might be safe. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I don't want to risk it. Okay, just, just you can just turn it off, know, and it, it'll mess it up, but... I gotta walk to there, so you will get ass, I think. I think you will get ass. I think there's a chance. Off, like, two minutes. I don't, I don't like, think Pradogo gets like, enough ass, so I
0: think I this is gonna podcast. be a There it is. You're doing him a favor giving him some ass, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah so true. Someone's got, to,
1: someone's got to, I guess. <laughs> someone's gotta take the hit. Right, for the anyway, producer. Just, uh, think of the producer. <laughs> think of the producer right. for once. Uh, you can have my uh, logo everyone. That, you That's fine. Uh, you're in my
2: space now. We all swap spaces. Oh, good.
1: Places, so. uh, okay, perfect. perfect. I fucked it all up. Right, I'll be right back. You can carry on talking about how, like, mix is the only guy who's not watched game of thrones it's fucking outrageous all the media i consume (laughs) is professional wrestling so Uh, yeah dude it's so fucking outrageous (laughs) this is tilted richard more than the cold zero i can go fucked like just immediately outrageous
4: i've got i've got a filler topic while richard is running uh we didn't we didn't talk about the last dance how could we not talk about the last dance
0: oh the last dance okay so so that's a that's a rumor you know what's a i mean but it seems like they're all hanging out together right yeah they're they're on land right now lay it down what's so
4: so that's fur fnx fallen uh Vinny and
0: uh what's the last one who is it for fnx bolts bolts Bolts. yeah this is just this is kind of a we, we kind of have to acknowledge this is just gonna be a walking disaster of no accountability yeah like I don't I don't I can't really see any world in which everybody's able to perform at dude, a level that satisfies everybody so else so
3: bad on zero yes zero uh,
0: yeah yeah
3: like I, I thought that we, might be a good move and he might come in and he'd be really good you know in tier two but dude he was so bad I don't understand
0: oh uh, man he's he's not uh He's he's just yeah yeah fur, fur's I think the the whole thing the cool thing about fur back in the day was that you know fur just does what fur wants and that but he's still playing the game enough regularly that he can maintain a lot very high level of form without having to try so hard uh, but. Like now when you take a break for X amount of months from to the top tier of play, it's you don't have that. <laughs> so so that's that's what did Fur in, in my opinion. And because I don't know if he remembers what it took for him to get to the tier one space, uh, all the all that work.
4: I mean, that and also like one of the big things for when FNX was cut from oh man, FNX, the old FNX, roster was man. that was that Fur was mad because FNX wouldn't practice. Yeah. like and and if you think that the the one of the whole things with fnx this whole time has been that he's never needed to practice to like compete at a top level but I don't don't think that's really viable anymore like you can't really do that and consistently maintain <laughs> like a spot at the top anymore
1: whatsoever i, I don't think Pinoco, you don't need to try to switch it, it's all it's all not. back to what it was before probably should have announced that sorry bro no, it's like, oh, I just okay. had to go to the garage. I, I got like a garage full of beer. I keep forgetting to bring stuff up here. I'm yep. really self conscious because someone um, someone made an HLTV thread about me having a mini fridge.
0: Oh wow! Oh,
1: really? I, I don't get it's it. Doesn't,
0: doesn't everybody get one of those from from Red Bull? Uh, well, they,
1: they said it was something that uh, only a, a fat washed up neck beard would do, and I was like, Summit has one. I literally summit has one i'm pretty sure maniac has a red bull one i'm pretty yeah, sure like, like what... i thought it was pretty fly so i was like all right well i'll just get rid of that i i actually No, have... no, no one will ever bully me on the internet again
0: i am in a hotel room <laughs> but i have a mini fridge right to my left as well so i guess i'm washed yeah, like,
1: dude like why but whatever you know i gotta i bought like fucking thousands of like cans of beer and just filled the garage up with them <laughs> So it's, every time I want a beer, I go to the garage now.
0: That's because cold. the the lorry drivers aren't really making it out to where you are anymore. The the shipping shortages are taking the toll. No, just, uh,
4: just I feel like you're going to need alcohol to,
0: I'm going to. Th-
3: I think you'll need alcohol to ever watch the Last Dance play. So. That's yeah. a,
4: well, yeah. while while is <laughs> fixing the overlay, we were just talking about the <laughs> Last so Dance true. roster. I'm so sorry, man. I, 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 <laughs>
1: I couldn't just wait. Okay. You know what's really like funny I'm
2: about that is that I was it was updating on both streams. Like I have the studio mode, obviously, right? But because OBS is super yeah. functional, it was actually fucked on the stream, and I didn't know. It was totally fine on my. I was like moving everything around. Oh, I yeah, swear, to, I, I should have screen recorded this whole thing so I could have shown you guys afterwards. I swear to God, it's not nearly as scuffed as it looked. But uh, well, it not was as scuffed as the Last actually. Dance.
1: Yeah, it's just, that's just uh, don't have me back. I'm insulting Mix. So I'm messing with the producer. You know. yeah. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I, I
2: also I, I, was, I was I was waiting to say, I never got a chance to say it while you were gone to spare oh, myself yeah. from your wrath. but I also haven't seen Game of Thrones, so it's okay.
1: My God, what? You, but you read you read every <laughs> fantasy you novel. Could, you could be one of those fucking extras in it, though, mate. So you know. <laughs> 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 oh my God! If you, that's true. If you were like I fighting the hound yeah. for a chicken, I wouldn't blink twice. No. I, I, yeah. i'll take that
2: as a compliment even though i'm sure there's it is a lot of really, i'm saying you're really a really a warrior. it's a compliment oh okay there
1: you go yeah well
2: what's not yeah. a compliment okay. is this is this piece of software that i'm working with so you guys carry on it's fine okay Do you okay. want to move past vitality yeah.
0: then yeah so so we're done with vitality we're, we're done with the last dance okay well rich what's your what's your take on the last dance and then we'll move on from that let's hear it what's your you, the, you know the, uh,
1: did we did you cover why the fuck is anyone calling who's it the last dance for they're yeah, just as soon as, as, soon as like, fallen and cold okay. were together,
3: I didn't understand why it was still called the last dance. I thought the whole point is yes. like, yeah, that fallen and cold yeah. back together, and then that doesn't happen. So it's like it's not the last dance anymore to me. These
1: guys are so fucking dumb. It, it, it's like it's they're calling it the last dance, and Michael Jordan isn't even there. You mad gun? Okay, are you they, they, okay, okay. This is and the thing. About who's
0: this is also this is just a separate tangential rant but this is just how uh, things work in the esports space i've noticed that sometimes a little catchy phrase will be misappropriated for our space and then it just kind of carries on ad nauseum like why do we call like so the last dance for example not every roster that's dying needs to be a last dance like this doesn't need to always be used so much and another thing is yeah. that we can we like why does it have to always be arrows can it be dynasties like we everything is a dynasty in sports and suddenly arrows just became a thing i don't know there's certain phrases. That just have always kind of rubbed me just just enough the wrong way, but
1: I need i yeah, I've them never off thought about address. that actually. Dynasties. It's a, it's a dynasty. I, 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 no, I think so. My opinion on that is I think a dynasty is like the ultra ultra shit. Like Astralis is a dynasty if you want to go Okay. See that yeah. Of, yeah. Then yeah, it should be a dynasty. Yeah, Astralis is a dynasty because it wasn't an era because they dominated with two different lineups for like what fucking three and a half years or some yeah. shit. That's a dynasty. An era is just a period of time. Uh, and so, when you're we're in the Na'vi era now, that people are too precious about era. Era is yeah. just like you dominated between. Era is a little more fleeting. Month. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, there was people forget when um when Dennis was in Fnatic, they had a little era, didn't they, for a bit when they bounced back, start of 2016, I think. Oh, yeah, they won like
3: seven tournaments, in, six tournaments in a row until Olaf
1: got there. Yeah, hurt. no one even talks about that lineup anymore. So okay, uh, that okay. was an era, but it certainly wasn't a dynasty. So. Sure, that's that's my take on that, but I could be wrong.
0: I think there's been probably two dynasties then: the NIP dynasty and the Astralis dynasty. That's my my take
1: on it. Yeah, maybe, maybe because okay. I mean, obviously as well, the Brazilians unfortunately are a little bit hamstrung with the fact that it was a couple of different lineups that did make some they did make a change, and they also changed org. and they weren't so, dominating between yeah. the majors either as much. Yeah, exactly. they were winning that's some also stuff. True. also yeah. true.
3: Could I ask okay. about one team that I didn't see on this list. I wanted to know Richard's thoughts on on EG mm-hmm. and the the lineup they're building. Okay. Well, what do you think about it, Mix? Um, I think like I I think it it will be good, but I I feel like the ceiling is really low. I feel like it's like a lot of players that have kind of hit their peaks already in the past. There's no like young guy on the team like like I really like every team having like some like type of like young player like on G two it'll be Monzy. or mm-hmm. you know Liquid it's like they have OC coming in, but on EG and this is kind of like I feel kind of Stewie's mindset at times. Where he really wants yeah. like the experience and people that won't fuck up, and I think that's good. I think I can understand that mindset, but I also think having like a young guy that can just throw the chains off and you know make some good plays and like kind of build himself up into playing a certain ways like really important to have for a team. So I feel like EG really lacks that, and mm. so transitioning from Valde and not getting him and going to Rush instead, I feel like is like a missed opportunity to grab maybe someone younger and fresher.
1: Maybe, but, like, you know, this is why when people say, like, oh, you know, Richard doesn't understand the game, uh, you know, as they do say in the community, uh, it's why I'm here, really, to gain some, you know, kind (laughs) of credibility. Yeah, you got to get on the analytical podcast. Exactly. Now that I'm talking to Maui Snake, all of a sudden, oh, Maui says he Oh, well, Richard watches demos, too, I can tell. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, (laughs) listen, my my demo watching... Yeah, my I don't watch a lot of demos these days. I, I watch, but I do watch uh, a lot of Counter Strike. And I and if something interests me, I I can still be tempted to download a demo. Although all the demos to download at the moment are looking for suspicious match fixing activity rather than excellent <laughs> play. Uh, what episode anyway, of so, Game
2: of Thrones does this remind you of, Richard? yes Yes, uh,
1: exactly. the uh, It's just an episode called "Match Fixing Cunts," uh, which is <laughs> check it out. uh But anyway, so, eg, for me, uh, the community reaction to the Rush pickup was very strange to me because I think people have forgotten where Rush was when he was cut from Complexity, and that was everybody was saying, "Oh my God, why Rush? He does all this incredible support work for the team. He's integral to their success." He's completely reinvigorated himself, reassimilated himself and become this incredible support player using all of his veteran smarts because he knows he can't be that lights-out entry fragger he used to be on Optic, etc. So, uh, for me, Rush doesn't surprise me at all. I think Rush can actually do a great job in this team and I think Stewie's going to love having him as a foil. The question mark's around automatic. He's Mm -hmm. getting in this team based on nepotism, That's it. Cronyism, technically, as opposed to nepotism. But it's because it's Stewie's boy. Mm -hmm. That's the only reason. He's been away playing Valorant, not even playing it particularly well, by the way, for like, what, over a year? A year? Yeah, I I agree with that point. He uh... he walks back into a top-tier org. Nah, fuck that. That's whack. That's whack. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that I think that I
3: think that's a good point that like the automatic pickup is more egregious than rush because they really didn't have anyone to fill those roles. Like you don't want Breeze doing that shit. Automatic's not gonna do that. So mm-hmm. obviously, rush is like a good name. Just throw in there someone that we trust, and so it'll really well, be on like
1: they could have had Obo instead of automatic. What am mm-hmm. I missing here?
4: Mm-hmm. Well, they
2: yeah, already released Obo, Obo before making all those mistakes.
1: I guess
4: <laughs> I know Potential some mistakes. of that. I can't really touch on it though. But I will oh, say like one thing. One journalist. thing that I do. One thing speak. that I do rate. <laughs> <laughs> one thing that I do rate is that uh, at least one promising sign I would say is that automatic is not going to be opping on this roster. I don't know what his form is going to be like when he comes back here, but I'm happy that he's going to be back to rifling and Cirque is going to be opping at the very least. Because in my, I like I think automatic was a substantially better rifler than he was an opera, and he brought a lot more to the team back when he wasn't this primary figure on that on that gun. Like it didn't really make any sense to me. I get that he wanted to switch and then stay on it to sort of develop, but to me, he was just always a way more impactful player on the rifle. So seeing mm. him go back to that here, like, gives me a little bit of uh, promise in terms of the the potential for the roster to sort of grow if he can Obviously, bring back his old level. It it
0: was su- it was such a travesty to see automatic reach top twenty HLTV seventeenth uh, in twenty eighteen. By the way, and then the year after, switch to the op and then just be the most average opper ever, you know? He had some flashes with the op. I'll say that. I think, like, CS Summit 6, just because I was kind of at it. I saw, you know, and I think Genji won that uh, on the NA side of things. Like, that was, like, the one time where it was, okay, maybe this can be something at some point. Uh, I, actually, you know what? DreamHack Anaheim also, he, they, he did pretty decently with it, too. They won that tournament. But, uh, yeah, seeing him back on the rifle, I don't know. I'm actually kind of okay. I actually, maybe it's the... Like NA bias, too. I kind of, some reason, something about automatic reads to me, like he can get back to being a, a Valde esque, like 1.09 rating player. I don't know. I, I think, some reason, I just think. The, the motivation will be there. I think something about also people that switch back. So there's only been one true example that is in my eyes that really reaches out to me or stands out to me is that floppy coming back from Valorant didn't actually have that hard, to- hard of a time transitioning back. In fact, he looks better now than he did ever in he his career. Wanna, he didn't even yeah. want to be doing it in the first place. I don't think he went all in on Valorant. So. I, I can't speak for automatic as well as I could speak to floppy because I've sp- spoken to floppy a lot, but I have to imagine automatic's coming back because he wasn't all in either. And so if, if that kind of was always in the back of his mind, if he was always watching the games, which he was, I, I actually was watching the major with him in a discord channel for some of it, like then that kind of just maintained interest in means that he's probably he's probably been wanting to make this move for a while, and I think there's a chance that he actually has stayed a little bit more
1: on top of the meta than we may expect him to have. His last competitive game was in 2020, and he lost to Envy. <laughs> okay. Way okay. to okay. deflate all <laughs> of the rules. It's it over. Off, stomp okay. them to pieces. Look, listen, I, <laughs> mate, I, I was I was at Boston. That's one of my old time. Ta- that's a fucking... My armor glasses high. are fixed on. There's nothing <laughs> I can do about it. Yeah, and that's fair, man. Like, we all got our favorites, but there is absolutely nothing that suggests to me Automatic can get back to what he was on Cloud9. And that's let's be clear, for this team to work, that's basically where he needs to be, mm-hmm. right? Who, who else? Like, we already said, Rush is going to be that supportive element. Yeah. Stewie's Stewie, never yeah, going to be that, like... Stewie's never... Player. Yeah, he's never going to be yeah. the smoke criminal ever again. The worst so overall overall so thing, all their, yeah. Yeah, all their
3: star players all have question marks in terms of... That's the thing. Yep. Speed, automatic. There's too many variables for yes. this to
1: work immediately. The worst, I'm, I'm not yeah. saying it can't improve, but, yeah. man, you, you, everything has to go right for this team to even be relevant. That's exactly it. The worst part about this
0: roster is, is just simply everybody needs to go back to their old form for this to work, which is just... I, that that part has never happened in history. Just look at what happened to Dignitas. This is yeah. like, in a way, the the poor man's Dignitas reunion for for them. I, I don't I, think I, they're going to <laughs> be as bad. They're not going to be as
1: bad. Poor man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Look, I I, I want this team to do well. By the way, because first of all, I I really like the CEO over at EG, and she's saying all the right things. And I'm also super happy that EG is still in CS at a time when the conventional wisdom is if you're a North American organization, you leave. I want Stewie I really like Stewie as a dude. Like I mean, you know, I, I consider him a friend, you know. It's, so it's I, for itself. Yeah, so I want Stewie to succeed. But I'ma tell you this, there is there if he thinks he is entering into a problem free zone with this roster compared to what he had at Team Liquid, he's out of his mind. That's the thing that worries me. I, I think Stewie might have become too obsessed with trying to prove himself as an IGL and be successful that he is, again, those rose-tinted glasses that you have for automatic is going to be amazing. Stewie's got those on. He thinks Breezy and Circa like upgrades on what he had in Liquid and they're never going to make any mistakes. He mustn't have watched EG play at all for the last six months of 2021, if he believes that. And then... Do you think Rush is gonna doing all the supportive work? Do you think he's gonna take being and talk to like when Stewie fucking Mad dogged fallen live on a stream? That was that was painful. If you're I was willing say, to yeah. talk to somebody like, like like somebody of Fallen's pedigree, who you supposedly are cool with and you're friends with, if you're willing to do that to someone on a live fucking broadcast, dude, there's no limits to the shit Stewie's gonna say to these players. And let me tell you, they ain't got the heart for that that they'll they will these types of players that have already had issues that have already coming out of the stanislaw era where they're completely demoralized they need the carrot not the stick and stewie he's got a fucking he's got a carrot but it's also it's just an orange stick that's how he works He, he he's not developed his person skills yet to be a great igl so I'll worry about it. There's too much. There's too much. Too much. I, too much. I, one thing that is weird, and this is so, this is something
0: I know that would affect me is that I, it, like, all the EG players have kind of uh, posted uh, Instagram stories about where they are, and, and Stewie even said that they're, they're, he's moving to Europe. So if they're making this a full time European project, I think they've, I think they've moved to Poland. I wish they would have just moved to a better area like this is not to shit talk Poland but like yeah, yeah. listen for now listen for
1: podcasts it. where people have done that before and it didn't <laughs> no, well for I'm, them not, I'm just so saying so. move
0: to somewhere where there's a little bit less culture shock into in like in Europe this, this could be even parts of Germany this could be parts of like England or something like that like if you ease the transition for some of these guys i think they're at the atmosphere and mood would be a lot better and if they're all making like 20k monthly or some some crap like that like is it really that much more that they're saving are they going to make that much more like save money by being in poland than then somewhere like england or i thought you know how the eg thing is in ne- the netherlands or something like why not go somewhere where there's a little just a little bit easier to assimilate or to integrate with the the uh you know, the the culture you're about to move into is I I just think that's something that I know when I moved to Oklahoma for a team house, I was in a bad mood because I was in Oklahoma. And I don't think in
3: Poland and Oklahoma.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't think Poland is Oklahoma. But I also don't think that that's the best option for a place. I've
1: been going to to Poland uh, for years, uh, primarily for the purposes of either watching football or drinking occasionally both at the same time. And let me let me tell you, uh, the thing that would worry me about sending a team of young dudes to like fucking I don't know Krakow or something is that it's going to be incredibly hard to keep them focused because it's a it's a hell of a city. So I didn't know exactly where in Poland they were. But honestly, right so, now the 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 reality is, he, Sir he put east, it on his story Warsaw. He put on his story Warsaw. Oh, Warsaw. He put, he put another this into the fantastic, uh, okay. fantastic city, uh, not known for partying as as much as Krakow. But the reality is, you can just hop on a fucking train and, and be there in a couple of hours or some shit uh so so anyway the, look, the 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 eastern europe and and poland and and the balkan regions they're having this like emergence right now because of all the covid protocols um as being these hubs for esports. also as well the countries that have like got huge infrastructure development going on right now like i'll wager by the way you will get better you will get better internet in Warsaw than you will in probably on like the West Coast. North yeah, okay. America for real. So I mean, I, I, I think if you're gonna decamp to Europe, Poland Central, lots of infrastructure. I mean, when you consider that nobody even patted an eyelid at like Serbia being the hub.
0: Yeah, of, that was uh, no, that was weird. I while. thought that was I thought that was strange. I mean, Mix,
1: you were out there, right? You were out in Serbia. Uh, no, know? I wasn't, but
3: I know Zeppa and Ricky were out there and they no, did yeah. not enjoy Serbia, so I don't know if they're city. Again,
1: I love, Good I've been going to new great city. Fears. I fucking love it. I'm, so, I mean, I, I guess for younger people, uh, yeah. it can, it can, just living abroad can be a bummer anyway, as we talked about with Munizy. But this is like a slightly older uh, team. And obviously Stewie and Automatic are pals. And they all, I think they pretty much know each other. Uh, pretty well, yeah. yeah. So even Breeze and Stark are like I really think good. It'll be a, the, the worry for me would be they start treating it like a like a fucking holiday, <laughs> honestly. Okay, not, okay. Whether or not, whether or not there's a culture shock. It's okay. surprising it's just, to hear there's so much
4: that has to align for this team to be like, yeah. actually a top level team. That's the thing. Like, all of the paradigms need to be perfect and all the vibes need
0: to be right, you know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so, I see where you're going with this. I see where you're going with this. Okay, all right, now. naturally. That was nifty of you. Yeah, got it, got yeah, it.
2: It's very nifty. I'm very surprised that I, I'm hearing that young players don't like going to Serbia, of all places, because I know that the best boot camp in Serbia is run by Relog Media, who don't even have oh. the fucking gusto to decide to record Sorry content
1: you know. with the people. You didn't bring up his old nemesis. <laughs>
2: yeah. I had to. I couldn't miss the opportunity. No, it's just, it, it always shocked me that there was zero content, even though they literally owned the hotel that the players were staying in. Like, come on, guys. No, I'll, be no I'll be going there. I'll be going...
0: I'll be going there in about a week for an event I can't name, but you could literally just look at Wikipedia. But I'll you I'll can't see. name it be because it's it. too
2: embarrassing to say that those three words back to back. Sorry. I'm,
0: I'm... Let's see. We'll see how it is. I'll be the judge of it. I'll be the judge of it. Uh Okay. <laughs> let's move on to the next roster move. Let's move on to the next one. We've got. Another one that I think we're all fans of here, and that is Furia getting safe. Yep, that is pronounced safe, not Safi. Uh, He has said so himself. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I don't know why he added an extra F and an E, but probably to salute Dignitas female. No, no i don't know why i honestly don't know why he did that that's a that was a bad joke actually so let's just uh, move on from that one um i don't know i don't know why he why it's spelled like that but yeah safe
1: safe is on the roster now you know, um, i'm drinking the beers and maui's the one getting loose lipped <laughs> <Keep going, sir. laughs> <female>. yes yes <laughs> I'll no, they, take those. Probably
0: your weirdest poll, Maui. <laughs> that was a weird
4: joke.
2: Was, that was, I well, was there's a that lot of weirdest There's a lot of channeling of Thorin in this show, Maui. I mean, first Poland, <laughs> yeah, no. then you I'm hate. What was even Are you esports? Are you esports?
0: i We're all part of esports, guys. That's, That's why I know. calling me a cuck. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's just get back on track here. About you, though. Let's get back. Let's get back on track. Yeah true cool. yeah anybody <laughs> takes anybody save me for I think, myself
4: i i think this move Safe is me. like a year overdue in terms of like seeing furia make this move last year would have been great obviously they couldn't because there is like Payne was playing super hardball with this buyout but obviously i think that this move like there's no possible way that furia got worse with this i think just in terms of how well Safe was playing this last year, the sort of style that he brings to the team seems almost exactly what they're missing in terms of having a cons- consistent opera behind their plays. Uh, is he going to be a one-to-one Hen- Henny replacement? Not necessarily, but he's going to have enough impact behind the players where it has to elevate FURIA, especially with how ridiculously well caserado is playing this last year. Like, Given the form of the whole team overall just going through his stats when i was doing the top 20 article for him he had a fantastic year in terms of his form like even if you watched his demos for some of these matches even the ones where he didn't play very well in terms of uh, the the numbers he put up his form in the matches was really really good and so bringing if as long as he brings that sort of level to the team still and you have safe backing up art with his consistent plays I think that this team is going to be back to, like, I don't want to say, just with some of the other rosters, it's hard to say, like, a top five, but definitely a consistent, like, top eight team, I want to say.
1: Yeah, I think um, for me, where I see FURIA with this roster move, which by the way I absolutely fucking love and I'm so glad because I was mega worried when I saw Henny and Lucas again on the whole like, (laughs) you know, Henny just gets his, uh, you know, backpack ready and just puts Lucas in, right? Don't worry, (laughs) I'll get us another job. Uh, I was worried they were going to go back and Lucas was going to sort of come in and, and, you know, they were going to fuck with the team and that would have been a travesty. Um, You know, for me, so the first thing is, cause Safe is actually like twenty seven. I didn't realize that at the time when I first saw him with yeah. like, uh, you know, playing in the Brazil league. I didn't realize he was as old. By the way, I've been wrong before. I said twenty seven. It's no time to get good. And no time to get a call up to the bigs when I was talking about Jax, and I was completely fucking wrong on that one. So I'm never, ever doubting a 27-year-old ever again. Um, but, you know, it has to be now, or there isn't time realistically for him to get another opportunity, and with what team would it be? So, safe comes into Furia. And I I agree. I I think not only is he just great in and of itself, but he allows the team to go back to what it used to be, which was, you know, you've got Art as the primary open now, which means you lose him as that ridiculous, like, weird lurk, push everywhere, get up in your face, he's behind you, just nightmare to deal with. One of the wild card aspects that made Fury so difficult to play against, and they've lost that. And, and, you know, they haven't had that there for a while now. And, obviously, Art's tried to do it still. But as the primary opera, it's too much to give up when it fails. And it's really hurt Fury in a lot of games. So it gives them their shape back. It gives them their tactics back. And I think it just gives them an almost unprecedented amount of firepower. Like, this is, this is probably the best Brazilian lineup you've had since the MIBR glory days, like, in, in my opinion, with the addition of safe. And I think this will mean that out of the top five teams that I don't think they can consistently belong in, they are going to take scalps. They are gonna be spoilers. They they might be like seventh or eighth, but as I said, them and Virtus Pro. They're going to be the gatekeepers of 2022. Furia and brawl they're going to decide whether you win a tournament. They're going to decide how deep you go in a tournament because they've got fantastic rosters that just unfortunately exist in a time where there's like five other incredible better rosters. But it, it, I, I agree. I can't see Furia getting worse off this. I think it'll instantly click. It was a no-brainer move, and I'm super glad Furia made it. Yeah, I think, team is gonna get broke
4: Alex's heart, by the way, adding VP to that list.
0: <laughs> huh? the, no, I think they're, they're gonna be the gatekeeper as it I would say. I'm gonna agree with Rich in that I think they'll be like what ninth a lot of the year, eight, ninth, seventh, okay. seven through ninth, and they're just gonna keep that, keep that sort of position. I don't see them ascending, but yeah, I want to hear what makes makes sense. I was gonna say that theory will definitely take scalps because not only do they have
3: a ton of fragging power between Yuri, uh Kesarato and Safe now you know that's like that's like a deadly trio of stars like that's that's really good but now you have art and art just makes furia impossible to actually fully prepare for cuz you just can't ever predict like what timings yeah. he's taking what smokes he's just going to sit in and just like wait to fade through like he's he's so much better doing that with a rifle and you have so much more versatility and freedom to do that with a rifle and i think it just feels more comfortable uh calling around it that so you have this like deadly trio of stars you have drop who's like a really solid anchor you know he's just kind of filling the roles doing what he needs to do and then you have Art, just a wild card, just holding W, just doing all kinds of stuff, and that just makes for maybe even like a team like NaVi that you know really likes to prepare for teams and anti-strat them. It makes it really hard to do that. Like you have to consistently be able to predict what Art's trying to do. Like what is he going to try to exploit, and then and doing that consistently is just so difficult because he's just such a different player compared to anyone else in the scene.
1: Yeah, it's a shame he turned out to be a cunt. Cause uh, he, he he like I've never had any beef with them either. Fury guys, always thought I've been pretty cool with them da- down the years. I've always said I wish more people in Brazil would kind of support that team over some of the other guys. And then when all that fucking shit popped off in Valorant with the you know ooh, did a commentator say be terrified. Spoiler, yes, he did. I accurately translated it. He basically like rocked up and just said a tweet out of nowhere saying, I've been like a CS player for ages. And I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, like Richard Lewis is xenophobic towards Brazilians. Like, I'm the motherfucker that probably he's like, I, I, you know, I, I always wanted to go. I just can't now because you will kill me. So, <laughs> not, you know, I, I, definitely that's grew a quote. I grew up, I grew up, uh, I support Newcastle United because we signed Mirandini in 1989. So, you know, that's it's sad. I've been deprived. i like
0: one of the only talent in the higher tiers of the space that, like, God sent. <laughs> like, no one cares about I this know. team. Like, no I one even cares say, about them. I called
1: them the most improved team in world. Yeah. What have I got
2: to do? Like, well, what? No, the problem, I no, the problem is, Rich. You say that, and then they say, "Yeah, but what about Cold Zero? And they, they come out with all their fucking True. things, the whole roll of <laughs> decks, They hit the <laughs> button. What, if, what about all these makes, other Brazilian like, players? If it makes
1: it so one day I can come to Brazil. I will be willing to sacrifice. <laughs> the last of my hair to give Taco a really good hair transplant. There it is. That's it. He'll never need to wear a hat again. If that will just put me in the good books with Brazil. That's I, I'll a be sacrifice willing. That has to be made. And that yeah, is specifically totally cuz keep... he
2: is Brazilian.
1: So I yeah. will permanently mould <laughs> for the rest of time if you if you just will let me back in your good graces.
2: I like Brazil. There you go. I'm really interested about thing... Furia because like if yeah, we're yeah. going to get back on track I, I kind of want to set the stage that this whole last year, especially during the online period, this is going to sound weird because they made top eight at the major. But I think this is a write-off, man. I think Fury is so far from where they really ought to have been, despite the fact that they did have that roster change. They had the junior experiment and they came in with drop and it's like, Obviously I think they had their coach stand in for a little while and that was they were surprisingly they were a contender at one of He's those He's going to make in, it to the top t- top teams. 10 HLTV yeah.
0: top 10 Gary.
2: Yeah yeah there you go. So I mean just by stats just look at him. But the thing is like you've gone through this whole thing watching this team and I just want to see I want to see Art back in T spawn or CT spawn 12 seconds in. I want to see him doing crazy stuff and unpredictable things. I don't want to take away from safe as a player, but the fact that he is signed to this roster just makes me excited to see art again. That's what I'm interested in. I want to see him. I don't, I don't, I think safe is money and you almost don't even need to care about him because he's just going to deliver. I have confidence in his, you know, power and his, his ability as a player. I, but I'm really looking forward to seeing Art back in the driver's seat where he belongs, doing crazy stuff and setting the pace against teams, making it so that it's really hard for anybody else to compete with him. And that's that's what I think is the most important aspect of this move for me. It has much less to do with like, oh, do they have a star opera now? Yeah, I think they do. But they also have Art back. And the fact that he wasn't really able to play to his role for the entirety of what it felt like, what felt like the entirety of the last year. Man, what a write-off. I'm glad Fury is back and I hope that they... They hope that they deliver upon it because that's the expectation now. Be the gatekeepers.
4: One part of the move that we didn't really touch on was the fact that uh, Vinny is out and Drop is sort of like replacing mm. him in that sense as well. Just, to I think, just to mention, it. I think
0: Drop's better than Vinny. Drop's better than Vinny. That's my hot yeah, take. I think I, I think. I think it's a good move to make at this time. I think
3: it's like a. You it know, does, at at, yeah. at some point you need to like change out one of the core I, four. I think kind of gives them a, a bit of a fresh.
1: It wasn't Vinny, the guy who'd been on the roster the longest. Out of all the guys that were left? Yeah, I I did he did half of right his five-year contract. <laughs> right, right.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, pretty wild. Drop, drop farmed the the RMR in North America, like he was just so he was better than the godsend players. He was better than a lot of those other rosters at the time. It was really I mean,
1: flotation. Will Honda look ridiculous in retrospect, I, if you had him on the yeah. academy team the whole time?
0: Ser- seriously, yeah. Drop, drop is drop is just legitimately better. He's way better than Honda. I'd say he's better than Vinny. Yep. The only thing that is that, you know, playing the style that Furia are going to play now that they have a dedicated opera that isn't named art anymore is the only thing that I don't know is he going to be up to speed immediately? No, obviously not playing four V five that many times is pretty difficult. And, you know, Furia had the best four V five stat in the world for the duration of that Henny roster. So that's something that drops going to have to learn, you know, but uh, I think once he does, he's going to be better than Vinny. I I think that's just something that comes with a little bit of experience and them talking about the procedures and protocols that come with arts, uh, inevitable death in some of the rounds that he plays. All right. I want to talk about this one roster that, I, yeah, like personally, I'm not too hype on this one. I'll just put that out there. I, I but it's like people are talking about it. It's interesting. It's kind of a on paper one that I didn't really have any idea where some of these players would be heading. But that's going to be the new Apex roster, and that is knock Vitality Jacob oh, wrong Apex, Siko, yeah, stico Chazi and Asilian. And I want to ask you guys where I want to. I want to. Let's just do this. Let's do the, the fun prediction of the the week is going to be where does this team end up in three months from now? So in April, let's do this. Four twenty, blaze it! What time? What time? Or what a uh, what position in the world do you guys think this roster is actually going to be at? Like number twentieth for me. Sixty fourth.
1: What do you say, Richard? I, I think they can get twentieth. I think
0: twentieth. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I think, no. I think no. it's going to be. Okay, actually, no, no. I want to hear everybody's predictions. I actually I, want to... I was
4: gonna say like around twenty-one. I want to say.
0: Wow. Okay, Pranogo, he...
1: What's that fucking game show? Where it's like the <laughs> prices <is laughs> right. I'm gonna say go twenty point nine nine. You have to
0: trap him now. You have to say nineteen. If you even if you don't think it, just so it we fuck, you is fuck is Richard with your with our spacing on this. Yeah.
2: Oh, I have to say nineteen.
0: No, you don't have to. What do you? What do you really think? What do you think it's going to be?
2: I don't. I honestly checked out of these players a long time, so I'll. I will say nineteen just. Just for the bit, I, I honestly. Don't, I don't know. Any, I haven't watched these I, any of these guys. I know I FPX know has it. a lot of fans this, somehow, at least on HLTV, probably because of demographics, but. Man, like. I'll go higher. Just I'll get just him go out. higher. I'll get say,
0: I'm going to say like 20, 29th or third. I'll say, I'll that's, say this. I'll say this mix to be a little bit more cl- closer to, I'll say this to be closer to you. I'll be like 37th. I'll be 37th on yeah. this. I, hey, did this Mick team is 60th? not going to
3: break into the top 30. Yeah, I'm telling you, this team just reminds me of like the Nordavent team I was on. It's like such like, a mismatch <laughs> of players climbing up the ladder. But climbing up the ladder in tier two, tier three EU like this is really fucking difficult, especially yeah, with sure. a team that's like, that's has what like I think five too. players. Yeah. And I think. I think, like, by, like, month six of this team, Asilion will be out, because that's just kind of how it goes with him, it seems, his entire career. If you look at his tracker, I, think mm-hmm. I, I I mean, mm-hmm. if I was this team, I would instantly take out Asilion and try to get MSL in there, and I would try to build around him instead. I, I mean, don't be me wrong. Is-
1: like, no disrespect to Asilion, I think that would be yeah. an upgrade. I, yes. is uh, M- not going to play with players he doesn't already rate. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I do think he rates, like, knock and... I think he rates people like Knock and
1: Jacob, so this this is someone that this this kids. Yeah, I I, don't know much about him. His stats are good, but I haven't seen any of him. Well, so he played in. um... Oh fuck! I was watching it over uh, December. I think he, okay. okay. he beat host Eternal host Fire twice. I saw that. I saw that yeah, he yeah yeah, yeah, he top yeah it, but yeah, that's on, like, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's like that that, that's, that I like
0: put high on my like. I don't I don't put a sock in stock.
1: But that. no, he um. So yeah, he played and there was like a qualifier, and they uh they play the games I watched. I saw the Eternal Fire wins, but it was the defeat against the uh, double, double pony. Yeah, that that to me. I think playing in a losing team, like playing in a match where you lose, but still having a good performance and like having the maturity to still be doing what you need to be doing and not getting sucked into the scoreboard ideology. This is a 16-year-old kid, mm-hmm. and 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 he, he looked like one of the best players on the server, and this was against guys like, you know, obviously Body, playing for Double Pony and, and Twist, uh, yeah. I was playing for fucking Savage. Finest, it looks like. They or they Savage. Call. Savage, Savage, my bad. Yeah. yeah, and they got that pleasant guy as well. Remember when he was touted to be like the next breakout? So for me, like at 16, shows a lot of maturity, a lot of fragging, a lot of good aim. Uh, definitely got that raw potential. Uh, you know, this is why I think with the, I think they've got a very good blend. I'm not getting ahead of myself. I don't think, by the way, twentieth is like some outrageous prediction. When if you go and look at the top ten, uh, top twenty rankings now, ecstatic. Who the fuck are these guys? Those ecstatic. are my homies, dude. 20th. I casted Wolfie, them at least three America. times, yeah. and I've casted advanced, at least like... three games. So that no, you know dude, that here's that the fucked up thing. I know Wolfie from yeah. North America. I just... Yeah. There's a 28-year-old player called Bird from Sky. <laughs> the homie, he's the a homie, dude. Bird from Sky next
2: major. You heard it here first.
1: Thomas well, Du Fredrickson.
2: What, like, what is happening? Like,
0: like dude, look, Bird from look, Sky. Dude, dude he's got a lot of strats. Is, I, I actually don't think, I don't know what I see more of on the HLTV sidebar. Semler threads or Bird from Sky threads. Like, yeah, I actually think they, they ha- pop up pretty similarly.
1: He hasn't had above a one HLTV, uh, HLTV rating at any point in his career. Who is this? Dude, he's he's,
3: really, he's he's literally the new age Hunden.
4: That is what he is. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so, so uh, you know, that's in their twentieth right now. <laughs> no, it and, and keep
4: in yeah. mind, they play in a lot of like the smaller European leagues, like the the Snow Sweet Snows and the um, I don't even know, like the Fun Sparks and whatnot. So, it's definitely possible for a team like this to rise to a twentieth or so spot over time. But to your point, Rich, like I think this team definitely will. I don't want to say live and die by Chazi, but he's definitely going to be the main factor in terms of how far they can make it up this uh, yeah. ranking, uh, regardless of like an IGL change. Like yeah. if MSL comes in in six months or something, then yeah, they could incrementally improve over time. But if Chazi isn't like a superstar hitter for them, then they're never going to make it to that point. Hey, I don't
1: know. Nork, Jacob and Sticko. That is a good call. Mm hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah. The, my main I, question for this for team real. is just going to be, like, how, how Asilion kind of, like, meshes with everyone else, because I feel like that's been a problem throughout his career is that it seems like oftentimes, like, he either gets frustrated with teams or people get frustrated with him and it just doesn't really work out, so that's the main question for me in this team is as Asilion
0: and how, so- how he'll do as an IGO. So this mm. is a point that actually Yumi brought up just now in the chat, and I just recognize this: that Chawzy has twelve hundred op kills in the last six months. It's his primary weapon, and Knock is also on this roster. Nock so does is that op-ing. mean Knock? They
2: basically so Knock is opping, yeah.
0: and Chawzy really? yeah. rifling, and Chawzy's rifling, and yet that that was his main thing that he was fragging on. Like he was he had a one point one four rating opping for the last six months, and now he's going to be rifling. So I mean, he'll be secondary
2: op, I... obviously, and maybe they'll swap it depending on confidence. But who the fu- like? That's not going to get you to the next level, oh, in my that's, that's a big concern, actually. I think that, actually. that change alone should probably dock everybody's prediction points, to be honest. No, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, you know. I, don't, I
1: don't think that's as uh, as mind-blowing. Like, these fucking these little Zuma kids these days, man, like, trust me, that motherfucker can rifle as well, and by the way, mm-hmm. had to in the double pony game, because they were under the cosh for most of the, most of the two series they played him in. He had a rifle in his hands in those games, probably as much as he ever got to touch the op, mm-hmm. and still top-fragged for his team, so Nah, I mean... Okay, I, he might be I, a good I, rifler, Rich. I, I, I worry.
2: My question is, like, we don't really know what Knock has been up to since he got tr- transposed by device, right? So, like, we haven't... I haven't seen this guy play in a long time. The fact that they're giving it to him already, I know you don't want to necessarily big up the ego of the 16-year-old player, but I don't know, man. Like, it just... It feels weird and out of whack and, like, no, maybe... Like,
1: Knock... The- Knock is the unluckiest motherfucker in, in CS in, mo- like, mm-hmm. most recent times. Well, that, yeah. along with anyone who had the misfortune to work with Hunden. Yeah. But Knock basically like did nothing wrong he came into the office one day and nip said we're dropping you and he went what the fuck i'm like the best yeah. player on the team maybe the second best player and he went yeah but we're signing device though and he just had to suck it up and mm-hmm. then he missed out on fanatic because they actually did go with Smooia. i'm very happy with that um and then there's nowhere there's just nowhere else for him to go it's not like he did anything wrong so right. nah, i'm not i'm not vibing with the idea that like Nork shouldn't get the RP. Absolutely, should. He's got the pedigree. He's got the tenure. And also, by the way, if you look at Chauzy's rifling stats, and I bet if you compare them to Nork's, I know who I would rather give a rifle. Mm. Put it that way. Okay, so, okay. Uh, so listen again. No, no craziness. No, no psychopathic predictions. I'm not saying they're gonna go top ten. They'll surprise everyone. And then, besides they're taking it seriously. They're in a boot camp right now. Yeah. I thought Jaken was in good form when he came out of Extremum uh i i I like them i i think i think they are going to be in that top 20 for sure
0: okay okay let's let's move on to some something else some other rosters we only have a couple left and then we'll get into all the the patron questions and a couple sub questions don't want to take too long on this let's uh so these these rosters are kind of connected in a way let's do the let's do this complexity roster so the so the rumored complexity roster I don't have it in front of me, but I think I caught it off the top of my head. We got Junior, we got JT, we got Floppy, we got Grim, and we have Thing. So this is a roster that obviously gets all uh, four of us excited because we're NA. We're just we're just NA stands. We're just we're always gonna ride die. We've been writing
1: about them almost every day for the past however many fucking years. So yeah, I'm like I'm <laughs> so much of a homer for these guys. Like even more than you. So yeah, <laughs> I know you. Side. Yeah. In <laughs>
4: If, if you think I'm a uh, hardcore standing for these, these, you players, don't even know. You should see <laughs> next. I'm just a fan of yeah. Jason
2: Lake, so I hope it works. That's my take.
0: Mm. That's cool. Fair. That's cool. Okay. Uh, let's, let's try to not do want th- do you want to throw. Do we want to say this? Are, is this team going to be better than apex? Oh that? yeah. Yes. Yes, yes absolutely. Yeah. I'll say, I'll say, yeah, Rich, Richard doesn't look too convinced though. Ooh. Mm. I mean, honestly, oh. I think
4: this team could be better th-
0: than EG. The, the thing like, is, I'll just but, say this. Like, I think they're going to be higher ranked than apex simply because they're be are, better than EG. They're, they're, they're part of the, they're part of the partner. <laughs> they're part of the partner teams for blast and for ESL. So they're going to have more opportunities to get BO three wins over higher ranked teams. So I think okay. just flat out, they're going to have a higher rank. They're um, going to have a higher apex. rank,
2: but I'm, I'm thinking about it more in, in a legit sense. So let's do every HLTV fans favorite thing. And we'll take the, the players by themselves and go back to back. So Acillian versus the in-game leader of complexity, right? Oh, Who man. do we think is better? I think that's a, they, pretty easy to see yeah well thank you mix no bias i would pick
0: i would pick most of the complexity <laughs> players to to win all of these except yeah. for um i don't know maybe Wait, m- m- most not I'll maybe I'll... not no, i think knock i think knock might be better than
1: uh entertain madness i think knock so Ma- is better actually anybody right? by the way who thinks junior can even hold a candle yeah. to knock is is deranged yeah i think knock's better deranged actually. you didn't watch european CS. So you couldn't possibly or you didn't watch believe your, your, that the other. yeah yeah, dude, Ju- right. Junior and Furia, everyone gives him a pass because of the language thing. Unfortunately, he's just, he's not, he's never going to cut it at tier one, guys. I hate to say it. He's a lovely guy. He's a super nice dude. He's great hair. He's clean cut. Oh, his hair's amazing. So fucking envious. <laughs> like Jackinho like, listen- and him. Junior, when you, when you eventually get around to watching this, the only reason I'm hating on just tell yourself this, it's not true, but tell yourself this, I'm hating on you because I'm old and I'm bald and I'm fat, whatever, right? Because I like <laughs> him, I don't want to hurt his feelings. Reality is, he's just never going to be good enough. Never, Not not from now until the end of time. He, he doesn't have that in-game, I don't know what it is, it's the mental block where he can't take over a game. I saw it too many times in Fury, and he said it's because people were shouting at me in Portuguese. When in actual gonna, fact, the entire team I'll, was changing to English to accommodate him. And he still couldn't get his shit together. You're playing Makeson, what, when Yuri, what more do you want? I'll challenge
3: you on that. And I'll say that I do think he has that capability to take over games in an environment that he's more comfortable with. Because I've seen him do it back in, like, Triumph against good teams, like 100 Thieves at the time that were actually still playing well. I, I really think, like, the environment will be big for him. I wouldn't say he's, like, better than Knock or anything at the moment. But, like, the, the, the potential I saw from him, especially on the CT sides... I think the T sides might be a bit rough for him. Um that's like going to be like JT's main theme that like he's going to have to figure out is how exactly to get him comfortable mm-hmm. and integrated. But I do think Junior like if he's comfortable and if they can play it up to him build that confidence in him, I think he can take over a CT side with his with his aggressiveness. I do think he has that he has that in him if he can build that up cuz and I and this and I think it's a good environment for him because I've seen them do the same thing with OC, you know, back when OC first joined yes. these guys. He was so passive like I'm talking like 10% entry percentage like just flashing not doing anything and then over time they built him up to be more aggressive on C T side be more confident take the picks he wants to pick and that's how he's grown into the player he is now so i do have faith that like junior in this environment with this team can grow into that if he has it in him to 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 kind of build on that
1: so then okay. we go jt and Asillion uh Yeah, I'm kind of checked out. Of I think Acilian, be better. Honest. I think acillian's
0: better as a player, actually. But I think that JT might be actually slightly better calling today. But I don't know if that's actually. We I, haven't I, seen acillian
2: in a while, I,
1: have we? Yeah, I, my, my read on that is basically that's a tie. Okay, yeah. that's a tie. I'd say oh, that sure. like has great.
3: more fragging, and then JT I think at this point might be better at calling. But I couldn't really say because I had been yeah exactly Asilion, and also I would say I think JT has like. An e- a much easier personality to work with than than Asilion does.
0: Okay, Maybe. let's do this then. Uh, Jacob versus Fang. I actually think. Sh- Sh- Jeez, Jacob. Jacob. Jacob has more experience. Be but I mean, you see is-
1: how you fucked yourself with a stupid game <laughs> that you're playing right now. <laughs> like I think I'll pick know. Floppy
0: over Zika, though. I'll pick Floppy <laughs> and Grim over over. uh I'll pick I'll pick right, the last
1: it, two NA players. Would make these two teams absolutely negligible. And if you know anything, you don't bet on the new fucking roster that's been thrown together in NA. You never bet on them against. The but they have they have
0: ESL partnership and they have all I'm going to say is the last roster
1: they're gonna they're gonna beat one bo3 and that's it that's all they need all right fair enough Here's what i will say i expect fang to be one of the breakout stars of sure. this year i, I really like that kid uh I great think attitude he's got, yeah that's that's the difference maker like when he's when he did that interview, and again by the way, Munizzi, pay attention. When he did that interview, and he just said like, "I don't want to settle on yes. being like the best in the A. I want to shoot and try and be one of the best in the world." He didn't call anybody out or denigrate anybody else. He just put it on himself. That's like how you do it. That's how you handle it. So, I mean, for me, at nineteen. Uh, th- this, this kid really can do it. I, and I, and I, and I want him to, I'm willing him to win. But the problem you've got there is like right now, if you're asking me, who would I rather have on a roster? Who would I rather take into a game? I'm going to, I am going to say Jacob in that one. Yeah. Jacob's
3: already grown into that really aggressive, like type player. And that's yeah. what thing needs to be. But thing is still getting there. Like thing doesn't have the confidence I yeah. think so, to consistently do be that, that round, round after round.
1: Year from now, but yeah. Yeah, that's something yeah.
3: I I think could, could reasonably change, like if Thing actually grows as the player he can be. And he's like keeping all his roles, I'm pretty sure, in the team. they they'll like do what they can to make sure he stays comfortable. But he still needs to grow and, and understand that like, you know, he needs to stay aggressive, even if it's like not working at times. You know, he needs because that, that aggressiveness is what really makes him unique and what really helps him stand out as a player. And that's when he's truly a star, when he's tapping into that. And that's something that Jacob has like already learned at this point. So who
1: do we thing? compare Floppy to? Uh, Stico. it's either
0: well, Stiko, and I think Floppy's better than Stiko. Actually, yeah. or... well, Chazi, Floppy.
1: Chaw- Floppy Chaw- he's, better, he's Floppy's better than both.
0: Yeah, so he wins. Yeah, okay, okay. Right. I, I my well, Grim, Grimm and Floppy versus Stiko, Chazi.
1: I'd take the yeah. NA NA duo actually. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I mean. It, it yes. that that's where we get tied up. Which, by the way, that is without knowing what Chazi ceiling is. And not knowing where Stiko is currently in his level because he's been out of uh, Tier One CS for a while, so I don't think it's cut and dry by any stretch no. of the imagination. It'll it'll I definitely think it's a huge gamble for complexity, frankly. Yeah, there's there's a
3: couple of question marks here. So this this roster has a lot of potential if they figure it all out and the the, the the pieces mesh. But they are changing up a few roles, which is that floppy is now going back to a similar role that he had on the Colossus, which you know obviously he's struggling that team. But I would argue that's more the environment. Of kind of the team than it was like him just, it was more just him being unhappy than it was like him just not playing good. Yeah, but obviously, he was a coach, that sort of stuff. Yeah, exactly. You know, how can (laughs) poor Ricky, (laughs) but um, with Ricky, it's like he, but I think he can play pretty much any role if he's comfortable with the team he's in. And so, I think, I think he'll be pretty much fine playing like those like Lurker roles. He's gonna play bitch roles and he's fine with that. Like, he he enjoys those, he thinks they're easy. And then, so the big question mark would be with Grimm because. They can't exactly, like, slot Grim back into, like, every single star role. You know, they can't yes. just say, you know, do that, go crazy. Because, you know, they already have Thing and they need to keep him in some of his roles as well. So with Grimm, it'll be more of, like, he'll have to play probably some spots that are even, like, similar to Liquid. Probably not, like, all the bitch roles and stuff, but he'll be playing, like, more, like, secondary Lurk roles on, like, T-side. And so they're going to have to learn to help him play those in a way much more confidently than he did on Liquid, you know, like... For them, it's not gonna help them if Grim is just sitting back, doing nothing and just holding space. Like if they wanna make actual use of Grim, they need to make him comfortable and confident to just, you know, go go prod like B bomb site by himself and, you know, see if he can try to find the anchor or something. Just people keep people on their toes with like his insane mechanics that he has and actually use them effectively, make sure he's not scared to do these things. And make sure that he's, you know, feeling confident and comfortable within the team. And so between like Grim kind of like having to fit into these roles and then floppy with new roles these are like a couple question marks that if it doesn't work out then the team's roles could get really messy really fast
4: i do have faith in jt to piece that together pretty well though i don't think it's really like they might have some early struggles in terms of trying to figure things out but i think over time they'll adapt that relatively well i do think my favorite part about this discussion is how we went into it uh prefacing that we're hardcore na fans and then when we said that uh this team would be able to be above apex richard truly understood what we meant <laughs> I mean,
1: listen, what, what i will say is that you know given complexity's positioning and their expectations and where they've been recently compared to apex if these motherfuckers aren't in the top 20 that's like a huge fail oh, yeah. um, so so these guys are definitely under pressure um, but but i like what complexity are doing they you know they're going back to supporting the region sure it's cost effective uh they might even just be spinning the wheels to see where we're at in 2023 but yeah I, I look i like this roster i definitely want it to succeed but it is definitely not cut and dry there 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 are question marks on this i've never been a fan of jt as as an igl so you know, that's okay. my little and hang up. I idea.
3: can understand that he used to be very, very exec heavy, low fragger. I think he's really improved in the past year, but he still has to consistently
0: prove that against. Yeah, he did the have Amps. that like,
1: throwback kind of feel. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll
0: see if we'll see if they can prove it. What, I one just guy though, make that's one, one point. Pro- I want to sure, make sure. one point. One last one, which is oh, you, one you, in
1: yes. the middle of a segue. Maui be in yeah. the a segue. <laughs> 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 but there is one guy, I have to make one point. Yes.
2: So listen. You said earlier, Rich, that you got to con- consider the uh, you're picking NA over EU. I'm just going to say that my very objective and not selective memory is telling me that the last EU team that was assembled ad hoc out of nowhere was Gorillas, And I don't think that worked out too well.
1: Well, it's going to be fine now that they got rid of Flusher.
2: <laughs> Speaking
0: of Flusher, one guy that it's got to prove himself.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Perfect.
0: Daps. It's Daps. The DAPS lineup, the DAPS lineup. This is one that, I mean, we don't have to go too long on this one. I don't think, I mean, a lot of people are not probably all too interested in it, but we know a lot of the players on it. The rumored right now DAPS lineup is DAPS. Uh, it was going to be Rush, but he's not part of this anymore. So it's B-Wills minus Swisher and shit. I can't remember. I can't infinite. remember the last one. infinite. Infinite. Uh, so this is a lineup right now that i personally like a lot because minus was on the last team i played on minus was on it and I, I i basically told him whatever i don't i don't care if my other teammates other teammates hear this at this point i said minus you're gonna be the one that makes it you're, you're gonna be the one that probably makes it from all of us right now you're clearly uh just gonna you're like working harder than everybody you have a lot of skill you have the right mindset uh it was just a confidence thing for him but he's a young young player uh mm-hmm. And I, I really think that... And I've, I've worked with him a good amount since then. And he's changed his game from a rifler that was already really good to an opera that's very good by NA Premier Standards. So I I, I uh, really do rate him highly. Dapps rated him highly. Elish put him on his like, bold prediction player thing. I think that... I really think that... Um, He's going to be something. Uh, he could be talked about in the same breath as maybe OC in in a couple years or a year and a half. Like I think, I think he does have the work ethic to make that happen. Actually, so the other thing, th- th- this lineup is a little curious though because. I really liked it a lot more when it had Rush because I thought that yeah. would have provided a lot of veteran leadership. He would have known what to do in all the support positions if he needed to play those. And I, I also think Rush just kind of raises a team's floor a lot, uh, whereas now it it kind of is a, a team with four question marks because they are four young players. You know, people do like Vend... Uh, not- i'm just saying uh infinite people do like infinite and in that he can be a really good player but there's the mentality side to that that equation that has always plagued him and i, I think right now though that this daps lineup I, I i think it's supposed to be on extra salt i think that's where where it's rumored to be headed and i,
2: I, I
1: would
0: th- be just based yeah. on what so like this rumor like came out it was
3: like extra salt building like a new lineup around daps but i'm pretty sure what it is more is that daps is building a lineup and then like they like maybe talk to extra salt but I would just from what I know about extrasol I would genuinely be very surprised if like they stayed in the scene and actually picked up this like, team. I feel like I, there's like,
0: I think I that like th- like a this m- fits what they're doing. That they're like that they're getting some players. They just sold a lot of players. They're gonna sell a lot of players to Complexity. If they are going for that sort of route, isn't Adapt team the perfect one to build a farm team off of, where you can build some up and coming talent, it sell their players? Was
3: just for just 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 from like what I know, I just feel like they were like burning like losing so much money compared to like what they can make out of esports i don't know mm. they didn't really seem willing to spend money um, that's what you have to like, do the last few months uh, yeah.
1: people don't realize like if you ain't willing to lose for three to five yeah. years then don't fucking play the game
3: and i and i don't think they are willing to
1: do that at this point now that those guys are gone but so again, i feel like how much money are we talking about with this particular lineup i mean mm-hmm. you know i can't imagine it being it's not gonna be that expensive beyond that yeah, it's yeah. Well, I don't also, even think Daps would I mean, as much. D- Daps, as we know, he's my favourite yeah. cuckold in the whole fucking scene. And <laughs> um, you <laughs> know, like, I-, I long for the day he turns evil and fights back, but it won't be today. Daps is the kind of guy who probably took like a massive fucking pay cut when he we probably could have long dicked EG and like froze them out and got a- and- and got paid out or something after he signed over there. Probably could have got some lawyers involved, you know? Didn't. And this is where I want somebody like Dabs developing young talent. Yes. This is his, yeah. this yes. is his forte. This is what he does. This is why I, I will always rate this guy. And listen, Swisher. By the way, we're all the shit. We're talking about we're fang and that. Sw- swisher's also oh there. swisher was also yeah, one of my teammates good. on one of my last Absolutely. teams also
0: really good yeah. mindset always like was willing to learn nades go over things like was the guy that's staying after practice there before it to come with ideas like he's in the same vein as minus that they have both very good work ethic i no, I'm really I, I
1: can't speak to minus so much but I've, i have watched swisher a lot because obviously bad news bears all of that stuff i've followed them especially back when it was ptr my old you know roommate essentially uh when i was living out in vegas uh, for a time and i you know i followed that team so like i i like what they're trying to do here and i think it'll be cost effective and i'll probably wage daps took like a massive pay cut just to do this because he just loves being involved in esports but yeah i mean listen i don't have any particularly high expectations for this but i am excited to see what daps can do to develop Young, exciting prospects in the region because look, it's not ancient history. He discovered a bunch of people who people didn't know who they were. People were accusing them of being cheats, right? And he turned that team into NRG, and then parlayed that into being sold to evil geniuses. Uh, I still, so, I still yeah. think that like even if like extra salt doesn't pick
3: this team up, this is still like a great pickup for you know whatever org. I Come feel on. like it's not like maybe choco not, like, check, eh?
0: choco <laughs> <check>. <laughs> Why Chef. Oh. Chococheck almost should have had a spot in the money. esl conference you know until ESL it still could some sauce. it yeah. still could yeah esl conference yeah, we, might actually get Chococheck. check can we get some exp-
2: explanation note because i've seen stories of this i saw what happened I, when they literally forfeited the grand final or whatever it was like what outright, is going yep. on i thought outright. the north america clownery was behind us but i was wrong
1: you would think, yeah, but that right? didn't that shit used to just get you permanently banned from ESA if you dodged like a land final or whatever the fuck. Yeah, so yeah, you and a rich, but, you any, know, any decision
4: like different. that for ESA now gets filtered up to ESL, and ESL has like the final rule on that for those sort of situations. and German bureaucracy thinking, sort of worried
0: about getting sued. That's really yeah. A, so there's there's you know.
4: like a lot of the time hands are tied in that sort of
2: situation. It's, unfortunately, it's, it's
0: a rather Kafka-esque situation there with any rulings in the ESL space nowadays. Yeah, yeah.
2: More like least, Choco check the but, bank but, account. Am I
4: right, guys?
0: Oh my, it's okay.
4: <laughs> I'm so done talking about that team. I'm not even <laughs> yeah, tweeting yeah, sure, about them anymore. Sure, it's, sure. it's it's just He's absolutely from got rid of them all. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
4: Nearly almost. Yeah, um, so, sure. so yeah, just just to. I would say I agree with Richard's sort of perspective on this in the sense of like, I don't think this team will have what it takes to compete in like the top level of CS, but I am really happy to see DAPS come and help bring up another level of talent. Cause for North America, that's one of the things that's really been missing in terms of having leadership go down to like the lower echelons and help bring up a lot of these players. Um, I actually have an article I'm sort of planning on writing on this, but it, a lot of it is the fact that every time you have talent in north america who are in-game leaders and have the potential to bring up players they either retire or they just go to a different game or they decide that oh no i can only compete on a top team uh i'm not going to help the lower level players essentially maybe not outwardly saying it like that but that is sort of the the gist that comes across because none of these experienced players really step down to this level and help bring this like funnel up talent and I'm glad that Daps is actually sort of doing that and bringing up players like Minus, helping Infinite get more experience. Like this, this is only a net benefit for North America, regardless of what yes. the end results are for the team. Let's and go, I DAPS. Think People trying to clown on that don't really understand that this is an overall good thing for us, regardless of what this team's results end up being.
1: Definitely.
0: Okay. All right. That's a great way to sum this whole the whole portion up. I think we can get into Patreon questions actually. Um let's do it let's do. It. actually you know wait i usually do this i usually do this uh let's do the let's do the question of the week i want to i want to f- start filtering in though the um the uh sub question so if you if you're a sub subscriber just if you have a question it could be about anything just type it in the chat we will get to those questions at the end of it but you're being let known now that we're going to take higher the higher priority the most we're going to take is five so people that are higher sub like timings or whatever you know if you've been a sub for a longer time we're going to prioritize your questions and then it's just who's the first person so let's do the question of the week while that's out of the way now so the question of the week usually a more open-ended question that can have any answer and it's just fun to debate usually is something i come up with that this week is going to be you have to change a top five hltv ranked team which one and what do you do to it so i'll i'll start just so that everybody else can maybe prepare their their answers obviously this is working with the the newer rosters so with g2 this is with the alexi b monesty thing not what you see currently on the hltv page so i would just say this um i would actually change out um I would probably I would probably actually mess up mess up heroic a little bit. I actually think that right now they're they're probably and it's probably kind of easy to pick the fifth place team here. But I, I think that right now there's been a little bit of stagnation. I think that there is kind of a a really they're in a position where it's just like they, they kind of seem to hit a ceiling sometimes that shouldn't be there in terms of their, especially like high pressure game performances. And so what I would really want for this team is for them to somehow just have, have a different emotional state to their, their gameplay. And this is kind of like, it's kind of hard to like really put this into a certain a, a single player but i actually think i actually think this team ceiling is dictated too much by Kadian. uh i actually think that right now the the roster move i would make would probably be to remove him i would probably just make i, I it's, it's this is so hypothetical that's why it's the question of the week It'd be going to be open-ended i would probably take out Kadian. i would try to make someone like refresh the uh the igl because i think i some some reason everything he's done is pegged me as being pretty good at it and then i would i would just bring in someone someone new that like like a nico dawes kind of figure i would i would try to do something different about their op because i think Kadian has too frequently let me down in high pressure games where i thought heroic should have done better and he's not the one that delivers them uh, a victory or he misses some crucial shots and i i really think that he's kind of his performance individually is holding them back and as an opera i don't think that's uh actually i don't think it's acceptable when you're really trying to be the best in the world Mali, you you can knock out two birds, idea.
4: one stone, and uh, get rid of Cadian and add Glaive as the primary opera in IGL, obviously. No. No, I can't. I, can't,
0: I couldn't do that. If, uh, if I listen, did that, listen. I, I would swap two things, you know. Here's
4: my move. Here's like, my move. All right. Mally just gave me a great
3: idea, and this is perfect. You're right. They are dictated by Kadian ceiling, right? So they need someone that's achieves the top of the mountain, the MVP, wow. the big event win. I, that's I, why you got to take out Cadian oh, as your no. opera and in-game leader. And you gotta bring an MSL back on the up, oh, back to calling, God. leading heroic into the new age.
1: I actually knew it age. don't even by the way, I don't even hate that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. For the top five <laughs> team oh, in the world, you is. don't hate it. Okay. Uh listen, listen I, I, I think um the problem with heroic, honestly, is I I think they've been essentially like don't get me wrong, I understand Kadian is a hype man. Uh, he's very intelligent, very smart. They don't have a top tier AWPA while he plays, though. Their best series wins, his fragging is absent from the equation. And that's fine because as an IGL, maybe you're not expected. An IGL AWPA, I don't know if you can go missing. Like, I think about their games they had against, like, Navi recently and how much of a difference it could have made if they had, like, either a really super unbelievable tactical mastermind, I rate MSL a better IGL than Cadian, uh, or a lights-out AWPer and somebody else IGLing, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I actually don't hate that move, unironically.
3: Yeah, okay. it'd definitely be a downgrade in terms of, like, the pure opping, in my opinion, still. But I think just in terms of, like, the calling, it would help the other four, like, because you have uh, four sick riflers, Like, they are all yeah, so good they are. that, like, if MSL leading them, they really bought
1: into I mean, that. It would, it would be the be other guy you good. could
0: cut from that roster and make it better. You would probably say Tez has, right? yeah probably to, to cut somebody else yeah yeah, I, I, yeah can't be stown shish plays too important of a role refresh yeah, cut, is yeah. unique in his positions too yeah yeah probably test yeah. this then the most kind of standard but very good rifler for that team yeah it still um, hurts to
2: cut him but he would be the obvious pick
0: yeah, yeah. What do, okay Pranogo in uh no do you guys have a different take other than a, a heroic swap yes. yeah i got okay something what different. would yours be what would yours be? no no what's yours
4: uh, I mean, if you can make one move on any team, I'm going to take Alexei B out of G2 and put, give them Glaive. Okay, well... I mean, if you okay. can... That is that is your There's, question here. If you can make okay, one sure. move on any team, if you don't think that that is a move that would make G2 clearly, like, yeah number yeah. one team in the world over Na'Vi over the next year, I think that that's something that could actually establish them as a top team, so...
0: Okay, in or, a fair, in a fair world, sense, on your take on the question, that's that's a that's a fun <laughs> answer. That's an answer that actually does work. I mean, I don't I don't think that actually even it, I actually don't think that is a one hundred percent guarantee they're going to be better than Navi. Though I, I actually think that Navi, I I guess the heroic move doesn't also make them one hundred percent better than Navi, but that would be a good good way to make them uh, consistent contenders. Because yeah, I think Glaive is actually. It's really better. not a lot of because you said top five. Yeah, like there's really. Well, I purposely n- didn't n- put number six because we would change a shitload of things about NIP. I mean. I'll,
1: t- I'll tell you a good one. Virtus Pro drop Jane, pick up uh, Deco. Deco, yeah, D E K O that... from one win. One win,
2: dude. That's Flamey's okay. new team. You can't do him dirty like that. Wait, I'm, sur- I'm surprised you <laughs> picked Deco kid, instead of this Elliot. This kid has
1: done nothing in his career to deserve playing with Flamie. <laughs> <laughs> <Fair laughs> okay. Enough. <laughs> so i'll tell you that for free like that that kid is fucking sick he can rifle he's like a he ops a lot he's like a primary orper i guess can do it all really and james is a bum and is definitely the I, one thing stopping being a top five team okay when james might get
0: hltv top 10 what will you do then richard because
1: it it might be happening i'll never here. have to worry about that <laughs> you, you just don't. You just don't nah. have to care. You Listen, just... look. Here's, here's the problem. Like i said, you know what? It, it really occurred to me at the major. I I saw all the memes about like James saves and blah blah blah, and like yeah, obviously, and and it makes sense within the meta to do it. There were literal times when he was basically being dropped an up and then just electing to do absolutely nothing with it, and then you're echoing the next round anyway. Like, take a fucking chance, for fuck's sake. Like, you occupy too much space. You're the guy calling as well. It's like, nah. Nah, he really pissed me off at the Major, because, like, Pro was a lot of our Dark Horse picks. I really like that team. The flip move really surprised me with how well it took. And now, unironically, is the problem in that roster. And when you think about how good they are, when you think about guys like Yekindar and how fucking sick... These dudes are. I want to see them winning tournaments in 2022. Like no bullshit. I would so, like to see. Yeah, I'd like to see yeah. something
2: happen with James. Because I still remember back in Flashpoint Two when he was the seal. He sealed the fate of Cloud Nine. If you guys remember, he was the one that kicked him out on Overpass might've even gone to overtime as in fact, but he was the one who iced them out there. And he was doing these ridiculous one versus three clutches coming from the CT side. Like that really had no business happening. And this is a case where he's not saving. He could have saved. You would even say the numbers disadvantage and the positional disadvantage. Why doesn't he save? And he still went in and he did the job. Like that was a, in my mind, I thought at that point, you know, if we travel back to that point, I'm thinking, Oh, there's no way Jame time is even a meme anymore. He's actually gone through it. But I yep. guess you regress to the mean, don't you?
1: Yeah, yeah. But, well, of course, because, by the way, online, his stats were mega. This is another reason. I can't fuck with all these people that, like, y- your stats are mega online, and then you get to, like, the biggest land of your career, and your balls go, go inside you again. <laughs> now, you, you know, like, what the fuck's happened? Like, nah, nah. I mean, Rez did that. I'll okay. give him a pass, right? But, like, James, it's unconscionable with the talent around him. When you think, by the way, there was no pressure on Jim. Nobody was expecting, like, a mega performance from him. Just do what you've been doing. Be that consistent dude. When you've got the AWP in your hand, go get your touches, go get your kills. Everyone, all the pressure was on your kinder. Yes. Everyone was saying this guy will not play like he does online at Alan. He was, if anything, he was better. So... Mm-hmm. And you've added Flit over Sanji, so you now actually have a functional fifth player, not just somebody who you make drop the AWP for Jame. At this point, you've got to say, like, Jame, brother, you've got to raise your game. And he was really bad. His drop in form. Oh
0: yeah, Jame was. Jame was. Jame was a d- big disappointment at the major. I will say there was a lot of key moments and rounds where he could have won, and it was like even one v one sometimes. And he has the op, and he actually should have. It felt to me like he had the the winning position, and then he just misses the shot. Like there were that's that did that did happen. That did happen. I'm not erasing that from my brain.
1: I'm, I'm gonna tell you, Maui. If you if you get a chance, right? Because I'm I'm a little bit surprised he's not more on uh, your guys' radar. If you get a chance to do like some demo review content or whatever, pick out some of the games this deco kid has played. He is fucking insane. I am not joking. Like. Okay. Oh, he's not Munizy, maybe, insane, but he's the next in line. Okay. That's how good he is. Go watch one of his demos, man. The, the, he will pass the eye test immediately. It's sure. fucking crazy how good he is. Uh, it's crazy how Pernoga, good all, all of the
2: different Russian offers are, to be honest. You know, I think Waterfalls is another one that my, I might be remembering the name. Yeah, but too. like...
1: Deco's on, on another like, level, yeah. you're thinking? Yeah. That's just Deco's a European fever dream. Yeah, Deco's on, <laughs> Deco is fucking mustard, like legit... Okay. Needs to be on a better team. It's just unfortunately, what are your options if you're in that region? It's Gambit, can't he can't replace Shiro? Sure. Right, trust me. I wanted to say that, but I thought everyone will think I'm fucking four sheets of the wind or whatever. But, um, well, you're, uh, no, you're in, in a, good company
2: on the Shiro but, stuff. But, Most people but, here it, did not put Shiro it can't as be, yeah. it
1: can't be Navi, yeah. so where does he go? Yeah. So it would have to be Virtus Pro, and I'm telling you. If they could overcome the issue with who would be the IGL, which by the way they've got people, they've got personnel the kicker, on the kicker's roster. Kicker's done it exactly, yeah. right? So you make at the IGL, you drop Jame, you bring in Deco, Vertus Pro, are top five or beyond, no joke. Mm. Okay, bernoga what's your what's your uh, what's
0: your roster?
2: So, like note, I would also change something in G two, but it's mostly. I mean, I actually think that this G two lineup will be really, really good. Um, however. I would look at... I mean, like, the cheeky one... Well, okay, I'll save that in case Mix picked it because I guess it's kind of obvious now that nope. I think about it. All right, Mix so the G2 one, the G2 okay, one right. for me is if if Alexi B had brought in Valde for Amanac, because I know there might be some concern about role overlap, but I think Valde is an adaptable enough player. Uh, like, he's yeah. just really cerebral every time I hear him talk. He's got, like, he understands his role to a level that, like, similar to an analyst does, but he still puts up the numbers. That, for me, would make me think that he this guy can gel in a top team when he if, especially if you say, okay, Valde, you were previously the guy I trusted to give me the numbers, no matter what. Now you don't have to do that. Cause we've got Nico and we've got money. If you are actually telling me that Valde is the third star on a team dude, come on. So that would, that would be even more money than Amanac. not no shade to him uh, or sorry. Right. I'm thinking of Jack's not Amanac. whoever's yeah, left yeah. over from the French remnants. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No shade, no shade to either of those guys, but like Valde would, I think improve that team
0: okay okay uh all right i think we can start getting into some of the questions so we first thing we have is patreon questions uh those take precedent and you do you have them pulled up
2: i now? certainly do yeah the okay, first one sweet. is on all screen right. now it's okay from so
0: at, oh the adam one yep. okay the adam one is considering how they seem underutilized in their previous rosters how should grim and junior be used in the new complexity to best complement their skill set i'm just gonna give this to mix
3: um well i mean it's what i kind of touched on earlier right so if Grimm and you have yeah. to, he's going to be in similar roles to Liquid, but obviously you can still give him more priority in those roles, and it's not entirely the same on CT side, so he'll get more of, like, spots that he actually likes, and so it's just a matter of, he's had, like, a rough stint in Liquid, I'm sure his confidence has taken, like, a big shot um, just being in the team environment not really putting up great results or great stats so, you just need to give him a green light, like, not just give him a green light, but encourage him like, encourage him to keep being aggressive, like keep going for certain peaks, especially at the start like, you need to, like, really ingrain this in him that, like, You want him to be fighting and, like, using his skills to better the team. Like, you don't want him just sitting back. You want him being confident, taking fights, just getting that sort of mindset into him. And it's a similar thing with with Junior, just on CT side, just making sure he's confident going for these picks, because it's very important, especially for their CT sides. Like, going all the way back, our CT sides, like, the old roster were generally pretty bad, and so it often relied on OC being super impactful in the early round to get opening picks, just make the other team just feel uncomfortable. And I think they have a lot of pieces to do that on CT side. Floppy's pretty similar in that he'll just dry peak anything. If you can get Grim, you know, playing well, he can just be a turret or, you know, doing aggressive things, you know, fang. Obviously you want him to be aggressive maybe along with Jr. So just activating him on CT side. And then with T side, it'll just be JT figuring out where Jr. will best slot in, you know. Maybe getting him some set plays on T side so that he has some things he can do, some picks that he knows he can go for and plays around that. And just, you know, getting him comfortable in the defaults and whatever he has to do.
0: Okay, I think we I think that's pretty adequately covered. Uh, what's the next question you got? We got Axel on? up next. We'll do Axel. Okay, Axel's Axel's is who do you guys think will be the next person to be picked up by a top ten team from the We Play Academy League teams? I think this one's pretty obvious. I think it's Exertion. Um, I think the guy's just the best player on Mouse NXT right now. He's uh i'll say i'll say this one guy that has come up in this season that looks incredible is chiron uh chiron is on spirit academy right now he was the thing is that's is kind of unfair because he was on the actual spirit roster before and then they moved him down to the the spirit academy team and he's just still banging heads he's definitely the best uh, pimp put it like this that he's the most informed player right now i think right now he's just dominating the online stage uh i mean do you guys do you guys have any other real real heads up there
2: i'll shout out the warlock himself um no
0: laddick's not gonna make it i'm sorry the Lattic's problem is you
2: it. did say top, the question says top 10 team and i don't know if Maus are top 10 homie i'm just saying
0: oh, oh okay the mm, next person a, to be picked a, a, up by a, like, a top one, yeah. 10 team okay that's that that does put a interesting caveat i don't on actually this. know I, if
2: any top 10 teams make roster moves specifically pulling from the academy though that's the thing yeah, yeah that's i that's, that's a, agree
1: oh yeah i'm not gonna there's no cutoff point on when the move happens yeah okay into the question so, okay,
0: so yeah. yeah, let lattic ferment a little bit, and yeah, he will yeah. get a little fun- funkier, and then we'll uh, see him maybe on a top ten team eventually. And then, when, up. yeah, I, when
2: Simple gets bought out by airlifted out by uh, by Ocelot by Carlos, we'll finally yeah, perhaps. he'll he'll need some replacements. So.
0: Actually, you know what? Since it has to be a top ten team, and Device is going to leave, Fuzi's just going to be on NIP. There, that's it. That's the, we that's are, the yeah. We already but, saw that. So there you go. That's the answer. Yeah. That's the answer right there. To be I top. mean,
1: uh, exertion, exertion. How how say it and JDC look like? Yeah legit players they you are know, you know i i thought obviously torsy 2 stood out yes. that mouse nxt team were like really really good mm-hmm. and keep in mind i i would i would love to be in a we play with you guys because like it looks like a fucking great tournament a great vibe some super cool shit like happening there and stuff um so it must be awesome to see these kids play what about head trick from Het
0: again yeah Hetrick Hetrick definitely was one of the the standouts for for the season actually. I mean the group stage just ended today and uh he's he was just dominant, consist and consistent. So as a rifler, yeah, he's he's up there top five for me for sure. I I don't. I don't think I have to worry too much about this top ten thing. I'll just say. I mean, the best players were Chiron, Hedrick. Uh, I'd say, and then the Maus NXT guys, JDC, Exertion. Um, I think there was a couple people that we kind of thought in the beginning we're gonna we're gonna pop up a little more, like this Delusion guy that I got on VP Prodigy, but he kind of fell off in the last couple uh, games that they had. I think when the pressure got on, he just really didn't have it anymore. Mm, I mean, let me. I think that's that's kind of it for me. I mean, the the all the. Young Ninjas players could also be argued for that they might have a role in the future. Obviously like, he
1: looked better on NIP, I think, than he did comparatively on Young Ninjas. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay, that's a that's a, an astute point. I mean, Fuzi Fouse, looked uh, like on Young Ninjas. I mean, on Young Ninjas, he had some. He's had some games that just weren't very impactful at all, yeah. and and it had to be like a Rolf and Sapek bailout kind of game. And Rolf and Sapek. I mean, Rolf's kind of like the the small site, hard anchor positions and say kind of has like a little more freedom as a rifler, I'd say. And those guys are pretty good, too. I mean, there's honestly just like everybody on that team could potentially make the jump uh, eventually. I think Rolf's the furthest from that right now. But Fuzi isn't too far. Say is actually kind of a name that people maybe should should think about, too, in the future. And ZTR. I mean, that's just a, a proven solid Swedish IGL, actually. And he's young. So, I mean, he has a lot of room to develop, too. I, I unfortunately can't really pick anyone from Fanatic Rising, even though I wanted to before. Oh, shit. You know what? Actually, Aqua. Aqua's going to make it, too. Aqua's, Aqua's probably one of the best German talents out there right now. So that's on Big Omen Academy. They're, mm-hmm. uh, he's That guy is in, actually just really insane, and he seems like he can fit a multitude of
1: I saw too. them get absolutely wrecked by, uh, by Na'Vi. Oh, that was and, really sad. That, <laughs> that was, was
0: fucking brutal, dude. <laughs> that was really sad yeah they were they were supposed to win that for sure but then they still made it to the land
1: yeah no but i mean make make a fucking fight of it like that was crazy that was like a complete capitulation
0: Mm -hmm. uh um let's see all right all right i think that i think we covered that question well enough let's do this let's do first socks next question uh or that's what that's the one you have or is that the one you have or what sorry let me see the order you okay Bill bill next bill next bill next do you think the way the current economy works valve change from 2019 uh makes it harder for a team to be dominant for example a lot of people are saying navi are nowhere near the dominance of 2018 astral's because astral's won their games by a wide margin score wise but navi often barely win their games anyone want to take this
2: Mm. Yeah, from a game design perspective, the fact that the current economy is band-aided and bandaged, like basically Valve have worked backwards instead of finding an elegant solution. Um, This is something that really irks me specifically because I pay attention to this sort of thing. Uh, But... I don't know. I think it, it's way more factors feed into it than people initially think. Cause a lot of the times, a lot of that we're still calling it the new economy, which I think is kind of funny because it was like years and years ago now, but that economy mm. system came in. And then after that, we had vertigo come into the map pool and only recently as the meta started to switch more into that CT dominant meta, which now teams are slowly figuring out how to get T rounds again, which is always going to happen because I think fundamentally, especially with the economy in its current state, if you can get a couple of frags, even losing the round, even if you don't plant the bomb on the T side, you can still end up having competitive buys against CTs who will never have the same amount of money to match unless they live with at least three people alive because then two people couldn't drop guns. And even then you might not have that money for ops at a lot of the rounds. So that's probably the biggest issue is that when you have T sided maps or maps that favor T sides, slow play, fast play, whatever. That's stuff like on Vertigo where it's always going to lead to some really wonky things. And that's setting aside the fact that Vertigo is a terrible map and should be removed. And then if you look beyond that, I think the biggest question there is like, what does Valve do to change it? Or does Valve even think it's a problem? Because they seem to have decided to go the route of uh, just buffing the A1S, right? And and changing up the CT side economy that way. I don't know how long that stays around in the game, but as long as it does, the teams are sort of in a, like the, the sides are sort of in a balance, but it's in a balance that I think is actually not really that fun to watch when everybody's saving a lot, which has been the, the trend so far. So I d- as far as whether or not it makes it harder for a team to be dominant, I don't think so because they can just play to the strengths of the meta. And I think that's what you've been seeing most recently. I think the reason why Na'Vi hasn't been dominant is m- more to do with Na'Vi and less to do with the economy. But that's my take.
1: I don't even know like if this- I accept the premise that Na'Vi haven't been as dominant. Well, the the question
0: might be like a round differential. Yeah, the question was basically like how
2: Navi doesn't sixteen for the enemy or whatever. If that's what you consider dominant, then yeah, at the
1: at the at the major right, the highest level of competition for the for you know for the whole year in a LAN environment, how many times did their opponents get to double figures against them? I think it
2: was only twice.
1: Uh, It would have been the OT match with two.
2: Okay,
1: maybe it okay. was three. Th- no, 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 no. Actually, because, no, it's more than that. Right? But it's still not crazy. They batted Gambit. They didn't get any. They didn't get the uh, uh, I- They batted VP. They didn't do it. They batted NIP. They didn't do it. Heroic did it in the best of one. Obviously, the final. Yeah. And then Vitality. I feel like Na'vi's been pretty...
3: I don't dominant I, in a lot of I games. Like I, I yeah, I, I don't. I what agree. even is
1: the metric of dominance? Like,
3: like, a team a team that I felt like actually had close games while dominating the scene was like 2019 Liquid, who would frequently have like super close games and then squeeze them out. I feel like in comparison, Navi is usually pretty. Winning their games are like a pretty fair margin. Keep in
1: mind, by the way, that run that we're talking about there, where you play the likes of Vitality, Heroic, Gambit, Nip, that was basically. The four two. Teams three, below four, the, five. Yeah. 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 And, it, it, it's it's yeah, the hardest so, road. I I am not accepting the premise that Navi aren't as, as dominant at all. Uh, it seemed to me actually that basically when they don't play those teams, they absolutely abuse them. They did that regularly in the ESL pro league season, from what I can recall. Um I think they only drop maps against big. Yeah. They, so yeah. So so I mean I don't know. I uh, I don't know what I, I, I don't think the I, I agree I think there's too many variables to even kind of accurately assess it. Not to mention by the way, I also think there's a bit of recency bias and just bias in general. Seems to be that when Astralis wins 16-14, everyone goes, "Wow, that's that champion's mindset." If Na'Vi wins 16-14, "Fucking hell, these guys are so lucky." You they know made what I mean? It so
0: close. They made it so tough on Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they yeah. made it so
1: they threw so many rounds. It's like, guys, yeah, I guess yeah, the, the framing winning. is the
2: biggest difference here because it yeah. was always like, wow, big ups to the team that got, took 14 rounds off of Astralis. That's crazy. I'm really impressed with that. But then again, Snavi, it's more like I can't believe I'll they almost to, lost to these guys. So that's I'll just
0: great. try to answer Bill's question really simply that he says, I mean, the, the first part of it, do you think the way the economy works, it makes it harder for a team to be dominant? I'd say yes, because teams have more chances at gun rounds now. So there's not that landslide of rounds where it's like you win that one pivotal round that reset your opponent when you were up 7-1 all ready then you win that eighth round after they got their first now they're just reset again yeah that that leads to more that leads to greater landslides in those kinds of games but just as similarly you could get reset but I, yeah I, I think the games are a little closer now than they were uh and they're closer and they're longer than they were four years ago so that's that's that um i'm gonna move to the next question easy pete has one that's is there a case for cassad over xtaz as the coach of g2 Perhaps his stock was down because of how that project went. I was confused at hearing about the Emmy rumors when he was available. I think X has a perfect fit. I don't think Kassad would be
3: a good fit with, like, Nico, Alexi B. already there. Because I know from, like, my experience with, like, Kasad on, like, the the C9, you know, when he was still the coach, was that he's very... he likes to, like, add his own stuff a lot. Um, You know, like, in the game, he likes to have, like, a certain... He likes his style, like how he wants to play CS actually integrated into the team. You know, he's like very active in server time, like adding strats, defaults, maybe stuff like that. And that's probably not really what G2 need from a coach. Obviously, I'm sure Kassad has a lot of other skills, but I just feel like X Taz is a much better fit for what the team is than Kassad than would be.
2: hmm Okay. Yeah, I think
4: XTaz is just a more well rounded coach in terms of what he's gonna bring to this specific lineup.
1: You just go on achievements for this. Yeah. Unfortunately, look. I'm a big fan of Kassad. I think he's definitely a top-tier coach, one of the best out there. But if you're offering me an opportunity for my super team, my big gambit, to go and win majors, if you're telling me the coach can have his ex who's took two iterations of vitality to being tournament-winning sides, did it with Kyojin... By yeah. the way, if you ever want to see how bad it can be, Munizzi, when expectations are. Everyone in France was saying Kyojin was like some unbelievable prodigy, cruelly I was, held back by his.
3: I was sore on, yeah. on X Taz the moment, like, Alex suddenly left and he had to make Apex's AGL and they didn't miss a step. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Bro, yeah. like, I mean, seriously, like, all the love in the world to Apex, known in many years, mm-hmm. that's X Taz's W, 100%. So. You know, if you give me a choice of him or a guy that managed Renegades forever, you know, <laughs> just real talk. Like, you know, right. give me, yeah. give me Extaz.
0: Yeah, I think I think we're all in agreement. Xz is the Agreed. superior coach here. Yeah, uh, let's do the next one. We got first sock okay so now we're getting to the first Sox one do you think anyone on the extra salt roster has the potential to be considered a top 20 player in the world in 2022 not necessarily one of the top 20 players overall at the end of the year but just good enough to where at some point in 2022 we could point at them and say yeah that's so he's not, he's saying like at any point in time are yeah. they a top 20 player not yeah. not necessarily hltv top 20 yeah that's not that a- fast I don't, I don't. I don't
1: think. Yeah, I also I don't, don't know which so. extra salt he's talking if about. Is the like, soon. The <laughs> top hundred players in the world got COVID or something. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, 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 I love that about team amounts of variables. What the fuck is yeah. that guy on about? I guess. <laughs> yeah. I guess <laughs> what
2: you would need to do is have. You'd have to say. Assuming it's the new extra salt, and this is even a rumored extra salt roster, which would be the one that has like Daps and mo- like you could say. No, minus no, no. no. Say, say, say no, the complexity one. The complexity.
0: Say the complexity one. I would be more. I would be more inclined to believe he means the complexity one, not the minus.
2: Okay, if that's one. the case, then it would be like okay. you could have to minus say gaps, you have to say like grim or fan <laughs> or something like that, right? So I mean, it would have to be
4: grim. I think grim is the only player right now I can see making it there. But even then, I don't know if he can do it in 2022. Uh, I could see floppy
0: doing it. I'm not even kidding. I do think floppy's, floppy's possible too. Yep. Yeah. I think it's got to be uh, those two for me, yeah. personally. I think they, they, there's going to be moments where at a tournament they pop off and I think like Grim or Floppy will have like a 1.22 rating that got him to the first stage of the playoffs and people will be like, oh, that was really impressive. So Top 20 yeah, player at the, the tournament, at least. But then they lose in the first round of the playoffs and oh, yeah. then we just I'd, see that stat. You know, I'd be
1: more inclined to lean towards Floppy on that one uh, because I just think Grim is going to have so much psychological damage <laughs> coming out of his time in Liquid. <laughs> like, it, he, has yo, been, he has trauma. Yeah. Yeah, dude, yeah. like, do you remember when they signed him? He was like a nerdy kid with glasses, and then he finished it. He's like, he looks older than me. He grew up. He's a werewolf, dude. He grew up. Fuck yeah. that. So yeah, it's gonna take him a year just to get his mind right. Yeah, there's, um,
0: there's like definitely some therapy or something that could help. But uh, you know, esports, the esports uh, psychologist might be actually a preferable preferable to an assistant coach actually for this team. Uh, Okay, so next one, we got Spruce Moose. We got, which lower tier team makes the jump to tier one this year? My bet is on Ecstatic. I think Spruce Roll Moose just f- wanted to make, that- this-, <laughs> <laughs> on- make that- this-, <laughs> this prediction <laughs> public. Grow <laughs> up. Grow <laughs> What lower uh, tier my glasses are on, and I am
3: saying complexity. The okay,
0: that's a bold prediction. Mix. All right, let's let's all do it so we can. Okay, pronogo Who's your who's your low tier? My, my bold pick for one a low win?
2: tier team. Uh, Is that no, uh, yeah, yeah, just for cause of Flamey. <laughs> Come on, man. I, <laughs> no, because of Deco. <laughs> oh yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, nah, big one. I, no, I'll say. um yeah, I'll just say Apex, dude. They're a pretty good roster. I like them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> sure. I, I think to answer it seriously, keep an eye on uh, Star Riders, the Spanish guys. Okay, they impressed okay. at the
2: major for sure. I mean, yeah. the thing is, like, I guess everybody already rates Entropica as tier one, but if they don't, that would be my serious answer. I feel like they mm. kind of already, you know, they almost made no, it to top eight. I, I think
1: Entropica you know? uh, 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 tier one. I, I think they're going to slide down to the tail end of tier one. 39. I think you know, yeah, 39. yeah. But would uh, you guys yeah, say
4: that? god sense is tier one right now
0: because if not uh, no. i think they could do it i wouldn't say they're tier one well yeah i think yeah, they could make the they're like tier off. one point five for me i don't know yeah so close i don't know yeah
4: they're really close they're borderline if, okay mine's okay, big so mine's me, big.
0: then mine's big for
4: me it's either god sent if they are already tier one then i'm gonna say complexity
0: mine's big because i guess they're not because god sent is a higher ranking than big so i'm gonna go big. Yes. okay yeah, well, they just got your boy,
1: didn't they? Uh, favorite, My man, Favon. Uh, you know, Favon. I had never know. Favello. Yeah. Don't say that. Uh, that's three strikes now. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> You've insulted Poland. You made a joke about <laughs> counter-strikes. You said that <laughs> I
0: I don't know. I, I mean, I might walk in one and they'll just think I'm Brazilian. So it's fine. Honestly, I can be, I can, I'm a chameleon in these kind of environments.
2: And so, I wish, awesome. I wish Richard nice. was here and the launders <laughs> episode when my snake intro is like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah. I don't it's, be... it's okay. We don't need to. Yeah. We don't need to bring that back up. We don't need to bring that back up. <laughs> uh, let's get into the. Uh, okay. So we got five sub questions that we got player or we got the subs that were longest subbed first and then we just took the, the first one. So if you were tied, that's what it is and this is all sorted by Pronogo. So if we got it wrong, you got to blame him. Oh, so I just
2: I just grabbed questions. I didn't do any sorting.
0: So. Nah, I don't think we had that many. I don't think yeah, yeah. I don't think we I think this hit. is
2: all we had. So
0: this is pretty much what we if had. We missed okay. it. Sorry. I do but... know that Uber PK is a longtime sub? So we're going to go with his question first. Uh, question, and it's actually only for Richard. Question: What is in Richard's future? He was talking retirement slash authoring
1: a book. I'm stu- I'm gonna do both of those things um, <laughs> nice. in the future. I have to retire at some point. Um, yeah, esports just isn't fun like anymore. I don't know if you new kids feel that way already. Maybe not. No, I love um, it. Yeah, cool. I used to be like that. I'm going to do a lot of burnout <laughs> yeah yeah I mean like but Mi- to be fair Mix has just been absolutely wrecked so he's, he's been around the same trade as me yeah, yeah. no to seeing too much he's like and, and Pornogo like he just I'm, he's only here to get grid isn't he like grid esports <laughs> he's out for grid all the I, time. I would <laughs> like yeah. them
2: to leave the, the, the ecosystem That's there
1: you right. go so you know he's I still just, get paid a day rate so I
0: like it
4: yeah he's
1: like, I,
2: I still like it fact. when I get to go to top tier events
0: yeah
4: Yeah, so
1: I I don't know, dude, like, it just fucking sucks now, and as you get older, you know, like, I don't want to go on some big fucking speech, but, you know, you end up, uh, you get shit taken away from you, and you end up having to think, like, with the time I got left, what do I want to do? And so, uh, yeah, I'm not, uh, I can't, in good conscience, invest too much more time into this, it's already been a fucking massive waste. (laughs) So, um, I'll write the book try and live on the residuals, buy a log cabin. I'm enjoying lecturing. I'm a professor now. Mm-hmm. Uh, an, an adjunct professor, I should stipulate. Um, but yeah, you know, last year or two. I don't know. You, you never know. You, you, I always just know when it's right to put the full stop at the end of a sentence. I'll figure it out. Yeah. Have you researched teaching? A yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Lecturing, lecturing at a university. Yeah, I wasn't uh, sure if that had it, started yet or not. Yeah, doing esports integrity. I did the first term as an adjunct professor. So in other words, with the professor in the room, and you know, the professor is uh, the brilliant Declan Hill, an award-winning journalist, and I'm uh, very privileged, uh, very privileged to know. And uh, he basically like would you know throws it up to the class. Richard Lewis can tell you about this, Richard can we'll tell you about that. Done a few classes, and now in March, I think, it is the course starts again. That'll be me. I'll be the I'll be the guy in charge of the course. So, so cool. you know, it's it's nice because you meet young, bright eyed, uh, non jaded people. It's yeah. like you know, it's not just me and Duncan in a room saying, <laughs> "How did it get to this?" <laughs> so that's nice. But I mean, ultimately, like unfortunately, my uh, my optimism around the esports project. Uh, It's not there anymore. I think it's failed. I think it's an entertainment product now. I think what esports used to be has been polluted and corrupted by streamer culture, too much streamer culture and and, and entertainment culture, and it just kind of sucks, and no one really values what's important uh, anymore. So, you know, my future is like that, whatever, who gives a fuck. Mm. (laughs) I barely do. I'll be doing something cool. I just like to occupy my own time, you know. Sorry, that's a bit bleak. I'm fine, no, that's, guys. That's don't, not, the question don't was all for you. Me. Don't worry about me. It's all good. <laughs> all right. Well, right. We'll move to the next
0: question. That's we'll- my
3: opinion on Richard's future. <laughs>
1: Right? <laughs> yeah. just sounded like such a fucking down bit. Like basically, if, you, if I'd written that down on a note and I was just dead in a chair, like no, one would have, <laughs> no one would have batted an eyelid there. I'm no, going to be doing what I like. like I you, if, you do, if you do 15, 16, I don't even know how, how long it's been now. You, you do that amount of time in any industry and your job is to basically turn over the stones. And if you knew yeah. all the things that I know and you see all the trends that I see, you would you would feel the same way. You know, like nobody nobody works a job for 15, 16 years anymore. It's fucking madness. It's mad yeah. in any line of work, let alone one as crazy I'd, as this.
0: All of my peers work for at most three, four years in any position before finding an exit strategy. And yeah. yeah, the the worst thing I learned in esports recently is that the PGL audio engineer wasn't actually deaf; it was just that bad.
2: <laughs> oh Way to bring it back! Why was he
1: talking like that then?
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: oh
1: my God! Uh, there you go, Maui. Now all. <laughs> all of the attentions <laughs> on me <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right all right next question next question crimson crimson jimbo uh with the recent engagement of megan fox oh, and machine gun kelly what is your favorite gun in counter-strike and who is the hottest male player okay that was an intro your question. already that was, that was an a- interesting question um i okay what's so what's your favorite gun in, what's your favorite gun in counter-strike we'll go we'll go yeah, round table on this auto sniper all right no quick
4: uh as a b player the mp9 obviously
0: all right produgo what's your
1: favorite choice
2: dude i love the mp9 i picked the scout
1: okay richard what's your favorite gun silenced m4 so glad it's op and broken as fuck it's been a long time <laughs> overcoming silenced m4 gang for life i never use the unsilenced m4 i never wow. will i don't care if it's broken and i don't care if it's shit Silence them for forever. So I'm loving the current state of affairs.
2: That's how it is. All
0: right, all right. It. Mine's AK because I love farming RWS. Um, and who is the hottest male player? This guy asked two questions in one. We'll overlook that because it's a funny topic. I'm gonna just go and say Jacks.
1: OC. No. Oh my god. <laughs> no. It's about, it's about me. personality. Hang on, I'm, I'm bringing them all up. I'm bringing pictures. Yeah,
4: I'm looking sure. through the docs. Because my <laughs> mind's
1: warped. Because didn't somebody like feminize? All yeah, of somebody the top, ran like, them all through. Oh, you oh, right. That was that was and there oh, were some dudes who weren't hot but made hot chicks. So yeah. it's like, oh my god, like my. My poor bisexual brain was already struggling. You should go for um, shocks, I think,
2: in that case. If you want the best, of, if you want the best male plus best female, fe, like feminized male, then that's what you, you would do. You
1: can just say that's
0: your pick, Pranoga, That it's female shocks. You could just say it. You don't have to. Uh, I, let
2: me. What do you see, think? I am dude. some kind of straight? Get out of here, dude.
1: Hmm. No, I, I mean Twist like, tw- 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 is a cutie. It's kind of weird to say that because obviously I know the dude. Like <laughs> Twist, but Twist is. Uh, <laughs>
0: We can Twists. just rate dudes.
1: We can just we're yeah, a bunch of right. dudes that are comfortable rating dudes. Pretty sure we're probably in violation of like every code of Twitch conduct <laughs> right now. Uh but yeah, tw- like Twist is such a good-looking guy. Uh and just like it, it, you know, impeccable in terms of how he grooms himself and his hair and everything. Like that's a guy that you should aspire to be like if you're out there in the prime of your life and you want to get out there and you know meet people and stuff. Twist is the role model for that shit for real.
0: Yeah, So, shout out to Mix Men.
1: Yeah, Mix. Like, I was not, good not in my prime if I do say so myself, but I was never, not even on my best day was as good looking as Twist.
0: Yeah, I, I also love that he figured out the hair. Um, like he was he was clearly like working on it for a while, but you don't get as good as he is today without some, some errors. And he actually, he went through the trials and tribulations of stylings that, you know, like th- there were some bad days and now there's a lot of good days.
4: There you go, there you go. Yeah, it's got to be either twists or shocks for me.
0: Okay, okay. That's it. I think, did Pronogo, did you give one?
2: Oh, uh, I was going to say elise just because of that smile, man. It always gets me. You know, the green screen, <laughs> the way <laughs> you say it, oh, it always
0: gets you, like, gets you where gets
2: you. Go it. Go Pranoga, Pranoga, Why would you, say, you say, say it
1: like Pranoga, put your body wear it where it <laughs> gets you. you? You've like gone out every time he smiles at me, dude. It just, uh, my knees go it's it, like, it all way, started with that, build build that build smile, <laughs> bro. Bro, bro. That's great. You crazy. Really said Pause. it like
4: the 13 Pause. reasons why like yeah. that smile. That <laughs> goddamn
2: yeah.
1: prequel names <laughs> or whatever the fuck is. Uh next yeah. next next question, next up
0: question. <laughs> we got Dirt dirt Prof, what which player currently in the top 20 is going to drop the furthest in 2022? I kind of like this question. I like this one. So we got yeah, so just look at look at the list and and I would say even if you want to assume somebody in the top 10 is going to fall Cause we, we should kind of know roughly who it's going to be like, pick them too. I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go blame. Yeah. I might go blame. I might go blame personally. I think he's going to have to reinvent his role, which will give him less st- statisticals, which is going to make, uh, uh, you know, Pitar, uh, rate him lower.
2: Was device even in the top 20 this time?
0: He's eleven. Yeah, he just he got, got it got today. 11 today. Yeah. Uh then I pick the, I picked device. Bro, like, what the
2: fuck? I picked okay. device. Okay. Wow. Okay. Get him out.
3: I'll say he might not fall all the way out of the top twenty, but I think Hobbit will fall the most from where he'll be this year to next year.
0: Oh, that's okay. a good
2: I mean he's probably pretty far up there, right? So he's gonna you know, be like that is
0: pretty solid. top six, seven, I think. Probably seventh. Alright. Well yeah,
1: I, would... I need a look at the top twenty list. Where the fuck is it? I could send a link right now. Uh, I right, Do it because I'm clicking on all of the links on the front page. Yeah, is James, James actually
0: going to be in the top ten? Is... I think James might be ninth or tenth. Oh, don't, I really think oh, he might oh, be. I'll be
1: sick. I'll be sick. No, it. I think cannot
4: I actually don't know any of uh, the ones uh, for what I'm not writing. So, sorry. Although by the I do way, know, for, I do know number nine.
0: For anyone listening, more questions. We already have the five. Sorry, sorry about that
4: uh i will say that yeah,
0: i'll do actually i'll do that one it's fine
4: i don't Rich think broki will make the Jay, list my next number year. nine <laughs> i don't
0: you think, think Brokey makes the you know? list oh okay year. that's that's fair to think broki won't make it okay all right
4: although i guess that's not dropping the furthest to be fair yeah but yeah
2: if well if you wanted to really keep super up close you'd have to pick somebody who would he's in the list and would go down but still be in the list next year so i guess Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. just dropping as far as possible like if he if he goes out but he was top 10 or something right that's my bet i mean james
1: gotta be a good pick
0: like okay yeah james might be a might be the pick actually yeah i might be the one okay pretty solid pick okay i think we all gave ours right okay so vendetta just asked me i guess how is refresh unique and someone gifted him a sub just so that he could get this question i mean it's just that i I was saying unique in context to his role on on heroic it's not that i don't think refresh is reinventing the meta of lurking but he does he does have a lot of rounds where he just lurks and then like they create space they do something on the other side of the map then he finds a kill because there's a moment of transition and i think that's valuable to heroic in their mid-rounding it's why they are i think one of the better mid rounding teams in the top like top upper echelon of counter-strike because uh refresh is probably providing a lot of information to them so that's uh that's my simple answer for that question not zumba gaming though ask my question is what is your favorite dinosaur force for just (laughs) pronogo so everybody else shut up
2: i don't even remember dinosaurs do i'll say the pterodactyl because i really like crows and they're kind of like crows so all
0: right okay all right just uh, okay this guy actually had a longer sub time so i'm actually going to get to his question than someone you you picked out he said what are the thoughts on gambit and whether they will win multiple tournaments in 2022 without a roster move so this is just make this open richard do you think do you think gambit's going to win more tournaments
1: this is the last question of the day by the way you put it this way they got to right like um, I'm i'm gonna just tell you this uh it blows my mind like if you ever want to talk right navi fans are insufferable. Because even when you say, I think Navi should be the best team in the world, they go, no, no, wherever they are at any given moment is absolutely perfect. How dare you hate on them? It's like, don't you have any ambition for your own team, you fucking morons? Turns out, no, they don't. Um, So they're insufferable for that. Astralis fans are obviously insufferable for other reasons. They just like to cheat. So, you know, G2 (laughs) fans are cool, I guess. Nip fans are fucking insufferable. They're bad. They're like still living on some mad, like just huffing corpium all day, thinking that, you know, 2013, 2014 is going to come back. There's a ton of insufferable fan bases out there. But one thing I'll absolutely say is the Gambit fans have very quickly emerged as a really frustrating fan base for me because... They absolutely seemed to refuse that land gambit was not the same as online gambit. And I just can't truck with it. I saw it with my own eyes. I saw them massively disappoint. I saw them wilt and capitulate at the major against Na'Vi, a team who, for the biggest part of the year, they had been beaten. They'd been beating easily and completely had their tactical number, um, and yet the fans are like, no, this is fine, second place is fine. Actually, finishing semi-finalists at the Major, when they had the weakest run possible out of any of the other teams there, it wasn't until they played Narvi that they played a real team that they, could, that they shouldn't be capable of beating. So for me, I need them. I, I, I need Nafani to stop doing these stupid interviews going like, we will play the same in front of thousands of people. That's just pure ignorance. How would you know you've never fucking done it? It is different, homie. It is the fundamentals of the sport. And and need Shiro to stop playing like a fucking pussy. It depresses me that Atlan Hobbit just levels up because he's been there, done that, the, the wily veteran. It just depresses me that actually all the rest of those players, that incredible side, that for like six months of the year was so so good, are so timid on land. That so that's got to change. They don't need a roster move. They just got to grow a set of nuts. Play it like you do at online at LAN. I believe in you. I don't think you're onliners. I don't think you're cheaters. Go fucking win a tournament. Yeah.
0: Anybody want to add to it? Anybody want to take it?
2: How can you follow that one up? I'll just say Gambit really did disappoint at the lands that they went to recently, even though they obviously, you know, you could say that they were in touching distance. Oh, they almost, maybe the last time they beat, they fought Navi, they almost challenged them on a map. Like, come on, dude. They were, they had Navi's number in the online era. They were the consistent number one team for a pretty long while, the team to beat the team that if you had to win an online tournament, you had to go through them at some point, unless it was region locked, in which case, Akuma, LOL, but even beyond that, like you're still looking at pretty good situations with Gambit until they hit land. And that's really disappointing. And I hope they turn that around. I hope they actually do only need a few lands or whatever he said.
0: hope
4: so. I, just, I think with the super teams that are coming in this year, they will not be able to do it without a roster change. Even though they'll be in consistent contention for a title, yeah. they won't be able to
0: take one over the line think they'll take one i'll say it i'll think they'll t- i think they take one before they make a, a move but it's going to be it might be like a tier 1.5 kind of like that IM winter was you know like it's like it a might cis
4: be- rmr or something maybe?
0: nah not not even one with navi actually just one with like a maybe a missing team here or there like a, it might say a tier on liquipedia i think they'll win one of those but uh i don't know s tier s tier seems like a will say top four finish kind of thing okay Let's uh, let's do so at the end of every show, Richard, we just do some quick shout outs to anyone or anything you want to shout out. It literally can be anything. Uh, So, Richard, what's what do you want to shout out? Do you want to wait a bit and think of something?
1: Uh, Thanks for having me. (laughs) Sure, (laughs) sure. It's nice to talk in front of an audience. I wouldn't ordinarily do that in front of. And yeah, uh, talking about CS is cool. It is a
0: rare, a rare timid and shy, meek moment for Rich. Yeah, (laughs) you don't get many of those.
1: (laughs) No, just I'm trying to think. Is there anyone special? I mean, anyone? Yeah, none of none of these bums in this Twitch chat. (laughs) Fuck you I don't know. Uh, No, it doesn't necessarily
4: have to be a person either.
1: Yeah, I mean, like. I don't know. I'll shout out fucking Carlos from G Two for no. That's reason. a good one. <laughs> Other than that, motherfucker is just out of his mind. I was, mm. I was. He linked me to that music video when it came out, and I was, was just singing. saying, "Bro, look at all the views on that." Who the fuck would have thought you would have ended up where you're at when you founded Gamers Two? And he was just like, "Not me, bro." <laughs> like, <laughs> so the guy's a legend. I love that guy. He's been a great friend for many, many years. Lucky to know him. So, and I'm, so, and I really want G Two to do it this year for real. For him. Okay. All right, Pranoga, what's your what's your shout out?
2: Shout out Game of Thrones. <laughs>
0: sure. Okay, all right. Note, note. What's your shout out?
2: Uh, shout out Dust
4: 2us with the redesign. Please help support NACS. I don't even work for them anymore, but can give them your support. They need it.
0: Awesome, awesome. Uh, Mix, what's your shout out?
3: Uh, I'll shout out Coy being active in the chat, doing some cool things in collegiate CS. So, okay, cool to see.
0: I'll give uh, a shout out to to Heku. She's hosting the We Play Academy League. Also, she's literally—I don't think yeah. she can sleep because she's right across. She's literally on the other side of this wall <laughs> that I've been speaking mm-hmm, at mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. the last couple hours. So I think I've been keeping her up. But she's actually giving me her skincare products, which are like very highly rated skincare products, and they are helping. So Heku, this what is this is for you. You've been doing a a killer job. Any recommendations? And- and thank you for giving me snail juice on my face, and because it's making me look better than ever.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: that <laughs> phrasing right. is All so hard. Right. We're about to leave it at that. Pronogo <laughs> cut it, cut it off, cut it off. Peace. <laughs>